0: Welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast with host, Teddy Tarantino.
1: New episodes every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern.
0: Don't forget to subscribe.
1: All right. Welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Teddy Tarantino. Today I have a childhood friend or friend of friends, Um, good friend of mine, Renee. What's up, Renee? What's up, Teddy? How's it going, dude?
0: Good, man. I got to get used to this, Teddy. Yeah, yeah. I've known you for Brian for so many years since we were kids. You could call me, whatever.
1: I'm not, like, uh, (laughs) attached
0: to it. Back when we were kids in the neighborhood, I was like, where the fuck is Brian? Go get (laughs) Brian.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that we've known each other so long.
0: Yeah, man, you know, it's crazy how the years just kind of go and they Mm -hmm. go and they go, you know. The ironic part is that, you know, we're basically just in our actual stomping grounds because we're actually in Davie. Yeah. And I don't come to Davie. That often because mm-hmm. I'm out east. Yeah. And so. I never left. Yeah. Yeah. You've been. You're, yeah. You're you're true. I love true. living here. Yeah. I love Davy still. I mean, that's kind of like my goal. To live out here? Yeah. Yeah. Because now with my daughter and stuff like that, like sooner or later, that's probably what mm-hmm. I'd like to end up. Like yeah, Living like out west up. is
1: definitely. The, yeah. I like. I love it. Um, and the Schools and stuff like well, that. Well, I was going to say. So before we start the podcast, I just want to say uh-huh. that I know I fuck with you a lot, but I am very proud of you. Doing That's it amazing cool. in life, dude. You just got three years clean, and um, you should be really proud. A lot of people don't make it to three years. A lot of people don't make it to two years, and uh, like I truly believe, like your first five years, like your real foundation. And even though I feel like you could do more, <laughs> um, I do too. Yeah, I mean, everyone can do more, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, it's really interesting having you like in my life. You know, yeah. I tell I was telling um, Milk like, oh, dude, no one gets under my skin more than <laughs> that the, i don't know what it is all my life people say that too, it's right? been like that dude. i told k-rod and he was like oh my god oh, Renee. forget, it. forget yeah.
0: it but kevin is just like mm-hmm. yeah and he's kind of the same thing with me but i mean we go so far back i mean a lot of that's the thing about growing up here is just you know i have so many friendships that are 25 22 mm-hmm. 27 years old like yeah. and it's just You know, a lot of us are fathers now, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we became friends from uh, like even at the same age as some of their kids Mm -hmm. are now. Yeah. So I see them and they're like eight, nine or 11 years old. And I'm like, can you believe that we've been friends since the same age as your actual kid? Yeah, that's crazy. So it's outrageous to think of it like that, you know?
1: Yeah, you're definitely one of the few people who have like real long term friends. A
0: lot. I really feel blessed about that, you know, and, you know, you throw addiction into the mix and. You burn a lot of bridges, and you hear mm-hmm. of, of a lot of people that, that 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 lose a lot of friends, or a lot mm-hmm. of friends die, or or um, they lose contact with them, or they mm-hmm. they do they do them dirty, and so then the friendship just kind of goes out the window. But that's just not my story, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've used with the same friends that I got clean with now. Mm-hmm. That we a lot of us have kind of crisscrossed, and mm-hmm. they did, you know. They were in severe drug addiction for a while Then they got clean And then I did And then I got clean And, you know, yada, yada, yada But we maintained friends, like, all the way through It hasn't been that many But
1: there's for sure a handful When, um, when I was using What was, like, your perception of me? So, bro, those days It was just funny, man Because
0: for, obviously, the people that don't know One of my best friends Used to live across the street from where you grew up Mm -hmm. So you're, like, three, I think, or four years younger than me Mm Mm-hmm and so you know, when you're ba- young, that's a big
1: difference. Yeah, I'm in sixth grade. You guys are in ninth. Yeah, grade, you
0: and know? so that was another aspect of it all because we were like, "What the fuck is, what the fuck is it with this kid, dude?" <laughs> we're like, "Why, why is he? Wh- what the fuck is it with him?" Mm-hmm. And those days, we were just real big, like we were like regular everyday kids. Like all we ever wanted to do was play sports, mm-hmm. and like we would get basketball games next to your house, and then the football games, and. You know, those, that was the days when like, you know, the Miami, the, the hurricanes were really good and mm-hmm. we thought we were like Ed Reed and the, and we, you know, uh, and your brother yeah, played sports yeah. with you us too. You guys were
1: really into sports. Yeah, like, like I that. remember, yeah. All my life I played soccer. They were like, crazy because yeah. like prior to moving there sports were like hey let's throw the football around and like no. tackle each other it was it was you guys were like we're gonna win this time no and and you're gonna was, be on my team and it oh, was like dude it was like serious.
0: outrageously competitive yeah and we were full-blown fights and yeah. just you know what i mean like we would stay out there for hours and hours and hours and hours and it was like kind of just brings you back to like a lot of the things you see online and like memes and stuff like mm-hmm. that about like we really just weren't in the house yeah we really were not it was just a lot of sports and then you know you were around and then and then drugs were never ever ever a thing for us like that as 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 teens even really yeah. and uh we would hear about you and at first it was like coke and i'd be like what the fuck is with that kid like i don't understand like <laughs> how how the fuck is he doing coke and then the rest of the shit came around in the crack and i would just like just get the fuck get that kid the fuck away from me dude and i was just we were just kind of like yeah and then we would be like no wonder he never wanted to fucking play sports Like, he was fucking <laughs> smoking crack and it was just like you know shit like that and we, yeah. we'd want to you know we had football this one games. memory of
1: going to your house and you're like bro why don't you go to school yeah like i think you just thought
2: i like, lived it was on so the, odd to me I,
1: I think you just thought i lived on the streets yeah and i remember i was like i got kicked out of school and i was going to like this reform school and i was like i think you thought i dropped out yeah and i was like i am in school and yeah. you were just looking at me like i was i was, get I was, it, I was like get it together i was like do you think
0: that's cool or something bro yeah. and then, but but i know and looking back now it's like not something that a lot of times we can help and listen I don't have no room to talk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because although I, I I didn't get into drugs that young, I still had a lot of my, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of my issues. Looking back now.
1: Yeah, I remember you're real scrappy, and yeah. I just remember watching you fight. Like I think I've seen I've seen you right. fight like three times.
0: So so that was the thing, dude, and and it brought me. It basically got me to my knees, which obviously I'm sure we'll get to. But, um. Looking back now into, like, my addiction and, like, what makes you the way that you are and why mm-hmm. you use and so on and so on and so on and so forth, um, looking back on it, you know, that was a thing that, that, was, that was definitely an abnormality mm-hmm. of mine. Because, like, why, why, why did I always result, re- resolve, like, to why fighting. did it result to violence, like, so often with me? And why was I always the one in the middle of the fights and the getting the suspensions and stuff like that in school? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and growing up in Davey and, you know, that was kind of like a thing. Here, like a lot of you know fist yeah. fights was like a big thing
1: oh bro remember the davy yeah. backyard fights? yeah dude
0: like yeah all you and your friends like that was more your crew yeah. you guys did that stuff
1: i think i was little i think i was even younger than those kids but i was like i think i just remember like hearing of it i wasn't like that much into it i just remember like it would yeah. come around like me and jeremy or yeah whatever. yeah i wasn't getting into those things for <laughs> fights for fun dude i was like i'm not <laughs> fighting those cats dude i'm like they can
0: really fight and i was like if i have to fight <laughs> it's because i have to fight yeah or i'm, I'm gonna defend myself <laughs> but i'm not trying to get in there and you guys were just yeah you know um so yeah, yeah man you know it all started here you know that's that the, the, as i was saying the ironic part is like this is our stomping grounds mm-hmm. like our high school my high school is yeah right a mile the down the street yeah i used to ride my bike and in, in in throughout in here yeah. in this neighborhood you know what i mean and um and getting you know using and this and that and then getting clean and mm-hmm. and, and coming back here and being in, in the same vicinity is, is yeah. kind of crazy you know even
1: myself like when i drive around yeah, it's like, dude, yeah. I, I drive by my high school every day. Yeah,
0: that's pretty crazy. You that know? would be pretty crazy to me. I never really come. So I don't come that often. Yeah, up this so way. it's
1: like I drive. Like, dude, I've hopped that fence. Mm-hmm. I've smoked crack in that school. Yeah, yeah, that's I pretty. Bought, I bought mad drugs at this church, you know? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Just like I'm
1: sure it's like. It's weird to, to be, yeah. to live here, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I went to treatment a block from where I re- actually grew up. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was a real, yeah. real crazy mindfuck because it was like. Who would have thought? All these years later, I'm going right to end here. up in the neighborhood next to where I grew up mm-hmm. seeking treatment for drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a pretty crazy thing. And it was just like it took me a minute to kind of like because when you're in that hole of getting in, you're like two weeks clean.
2: Yeah.
0: Your your mind is at so many different miles an hour mm-hmm. and you're just having to really kind of just pack it all in. And it was just it was pretty ironic.
1: When um what was, like, the point where you started, like, doing the drugs? So, I mean, in high school, I mean, in, in high
0: school, it was, like, the weed thing, you know? And, but I was never a weed guy. I, I kind of did it because my friends did it. Yeah. And then I never enjoyed that high. I, I still to I this day say that, like, I never liked that high. Yeah, I remember Almost every time I would smoke and I'd be like, why the fuck did I just smoke? I, was like, <laughs> I don't even like being high yeah. because all my friends were always smoking. Mm-hmm. I was passing around the blunt and I was like, all right, well, I'll hit it. But I remember, I, like specifically, I was like, I oh, must have been like eighteen, and I think I did it one more time, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I really not gonna smoke anymore, yeah. cause like I really do not enjoy this, mm-hmm. you know. And drugs for me was never like in the cards, dude. Like I, so I'm Hispanic, hundred percent, one thousand percent Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even born in this country. I came here when I was like seven years old mm-hmm. from Chile, and it was myself, my sister, my mom, and my father. My father and my mother had me real young, so. Uh, you know, they were 18, 19 when they had me and they moved here when they were like 25, 26. So, mm-hmm. you know, I say that to say that we were a very close knit, like nuclear family. You know, we never had uncles, aunts, mm-hmm. cousins, grandfathers to kind of like lean on or go mm-hmm. to, or, you know, hang out with in the holidays. So it like really created a, 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 a really, really strong bond that is still this day. Thank God mm-hmm. the biggest blessing of my life. Really? um my my relationship with my family but uh so it created like a really strong bond Mm -hmm. you know and my father was a phenomenal father my mother was a phenomenal mother to this day we have the strongest relationship Mm -hmm. you could ever imagine and so i say that to say that drugs was not an accepted thing in my household Mm -hmm. it was never i never seen my parents do drugs i never seen my mom do drugs like Mm -hmm. even the drinking was like limited you know what i mean like sure like a normal person Mm -hmm. but um you know so it was always like the drugs are like you're never doing drugs like the drugs like that's never gonna be a thing like you know what I mean like we had all the love we had all the attention we had all the everything that Mm -hmm. we could ask for and so drugs were never really in my cards you know and when I was a kid all I ever did was play sports all I ever did was play sports from the time Mm -hmm. I was like as far back as I can remember, like six, seven years old, mm-hmm. I was like in uh, like competitive soccer, travel soccer, middle school, mm-hmm. high school over here. Like that's all I ever did, and so it didn't come th- like till a little later in life. You know what I mean? And um, but the fighting was a big thing. So so in my yeah. life, I have like three things that it's like a catalyst. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's yeah, it's the fist fighting.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was always a thing. You know, I, I I attribute it to like having a big mouth mm-hmm. and having too much pride mm-hmm. to where like i i didn't see it in me to have somebody like punk me and like not do something Mm -hmm. about it
1: yeah because i remember like uh i remember a lot of people would think like you know western or whatever and like you know there was like western cyprus archbishop um what's the other one well heritage or whatever you know what i mean so it was like there was a period of time where like your your grade was like known for like like, oh, those kids don't fuck around.
0: Well, like that and, like, above me. Yeah. The 05 class. I graduated yeah. 06, so 05. Like, I mean, in our reality, like, a lot of those kids at that school, like, sure, we grew up in, like, this really nice area, yeah. but, like, these, they were not kids to be fuck with. Now, again, I'm not talking about people that are going to pull out a gun and, like, yeah, yeah. shoot you at your house. It was, like,
1: people that... Yo, if if you talk shit to them, yeah. you're fist fighting. There was a
0: there was a hundred percent chance that there was going to be a fist fight. Yeah.
1: Matter of fact, it was like even in middle school. Remember the Burger King yeah, fights? Yeah,
0: I, that was I was part of those fights every yeah, fucking yeah. time, dude. And it's funny because and like, it just got
1: old. There's a there's a kid who I used to watch fight. Like I'm friends with like his little brother, and this kid used to fuck up everybody at the Burger King, mm-hmm. and he like went on to like be in the UFC. And I like, believe it. Like, probably, yeah, yeah, I believe
0: yeah. it. It was just like a big thing in in, mm-hmm. in Davy, you know, and um it was an always an always thing with me and, I would, and it and it caused a lot of problems in my life because it would cause me to get suspended yeah. and then i would get in trouble at home because my parents didn't have like weren't having that kind mm-hmm. of shit and they were on top of me all the time and um, so then it caused my grades to slip and so, mm-hmm. and so on and so on and so forth and then like so you know when it, they had like that zero tolerance thing where like if you fight you're getting suspended 10 days no matter what whether you started it or not mm-hmm. so 10 days is a long time mm-hmm. in a school for a child you know what i mean like it's upwards of like two weeks you might have a holiday in there a monday off a wednesday i mean a a friday off or whatnot so before you knew it you missed like half or over half of this uh, of the month yeah and you don't, and you come back, and I was already not the greatest student, so mm-hmm. it caused a lot of problems, you
1: know. And um, and then it's like there's a lot of people like, oh, he got suspended. It like you know it creates it that creates stigma, that like yeah,
0: know? dude. And then everybody was like, know you for it. So at the time, you think it's kind of cool and this and that, but looking back, and then on people
1: it, expect you to start fighting. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: man, and it's all and then all my friends that I rode with, like you know. It was a thing to where it was just like you turn into almost like a circus, ang- like a circus animal, like, oh, yeah. like, oh, he's fighting tonight, he's fighting tonight, he's fighting tonight. And it's yeah. just it was really, it was pretty stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. So all my life, people would be like, yo, as I got older into 16, 17, 18, it was like, um you know, stop doing that because now it's a different ball game mm-hmm. Like you're getting to be an adult. You're out in the street. You could be at a bar, and get yeah. there's weapons involved and people have knives mm-hmm. and now there's narcotics and alcohol involved and people do yeah. crazy things. And then you're
1: catching charges. Well, when you're jit, like it's kind of like people, you yeah. know, like I should have been arrested 50 times. Yeah. Like I've been in handcuffs probably like yeah. 15 times. I've only been yeah. arrested like four times. Yeah. So it's like when you're young, you know, the cops would come put you in handcuffs and like, you know, call your parents or whatever. But it's like, yeah. I do remember like the parties back then. Like one thing, like I think I was like, in seventh grade, and I would go to like all the high school parties with like K Rod yeah, and like all these people. you were always around like older kids. Yeah, and I remember like I would come around and I would like serve Coke to people yeah. in like seventh grade, and people would just. Be like, I would no. remember.
0: I'd be like, "There's fucking <laughs> Brian. He probably has a bunch of fucking blow on him. What a fucking What is it with this? Because back then there wasn't a blow thing.
1: Yeah, nobody... we weren't into it like people, that. Yeah, people were like, "Why are you always skeeted? We, we'd like, be like,
0: "I guarantee this fucking kid's got
1: blow on him, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, get the
0: fuck out of here, Brian. Mm-hmm. But you know, but then it was like we we, we we would get you around and be like, "Yo, Brian's yo, he's mad, f- he's fucking hilarious, yeah. bro." And then we would hear stories about the shit that you would do. So we'd like yeah. somebody would be like, "Yo, <laughs> K Rod would come because he would live right with you." Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, he would be like, "Bro, you, you won't believe what the fuck happened with Brian." <laughs> and then I was like, "Bro, don't tell me again, bro." And I'd be like, "What? What is it?" Yeah. And then he was like, "He, he, he was like, well." So he was at this con- I remember this story, so I gotta oh, the tell the story okay, so he's at this concert, and it just so happened that it was an ex girlfriend of mine that became a girlfriend of mine later after okay. that, I think okay, and
1: uh she was like so it was like at a it was at a concert, yeah, but you gotta tell the story about when you like leave rehab of me when you oh okay,
0: yeah. so you fast forward now many years, so I you know she reaches out to me and says, hey, I hope you're okay, I heard
1: what happened, da-da-da-da-da. okay yeah just so people know so like years later, right. I own a rehab. Right, been clean a long time. You go to the rehab, right. and then um, this, this girl asks you right. like, "How you been?" Or whatever. "How you been?" I heard what happened.
0: Da da da. <laughs> this and that. This and that. And I was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." Like shit got real bad. Da, da 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 da. Thank God, I'm doing a lot better now. This, that, and the third. You know, thank God for Brian. He brought me over. He let me. He let me come over. He let me get clean. Da da da. At his place. And she's like, Brian. I go, yeah, Brian, I was never in a million years thinking that she would ever, ever know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, Brian, Brian Alzante, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, I don't think you know him. I mean, yeah, we're from the same area, but uh, I don't think you ran with the same circle. I don't think you know him.
1: Cause I was like a lot younger. Yeah. She
0: was like, I know Brian. Are you kidding me? I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? At this point, I'm like this, she's gotta be confused. Yeah. And she was like, I was at a concert one time with, with my friends and Brian comes over And he's like tripping on acid or mushrooms. I don't know. It looked like he was on a cocktail of like seven different drugs. All of a sudden, he pulls his pants down. He starts jerking off. And I was like, at this point, I'm like, this can't be Brian, bro. (laughs) Then he's like, the cops come over. They tase him. And he tries to fight the cop. And I was like, are you fucking? And I was like. And it was to the point he where I wanted, to, I, yeah,
1: and I wanted to ask you, but I was like, I didn't know how to approach you because <laughs> I was like, well, I think I had told because I normally tell this. So this is like the story of like when I got tasered on yeah. acid at the 311 concert. So I normally tell people that story, but I just leave out the part of me like jacking off in the parking Yeah. Like, because it's but just you gotta like,
0: put that in there because that just makes it that just throws it over sometimes the
1: top. it's just like so it's ridiculous so outri- that you yeah. just don't even believe yeah. it and like sometimes it's just like such a humiliating part of my story that i don't tell people yeah i
0: know and and as i was <laughs> saying it i was like should i say that part but then i was like i gotta say the part
1: mm-hmm.
0: so things <laughs> like that bro you know drugs really turned you into something that you're yeah. not me myself yourself and everybody involved mm-hmm. you know so uh there was a lot of stories like that, bro. And it was just like, it was never yeah. ending with you. And, and, and then I, I was like, he's going to die. I was yeah. like, he's going to die or he's going to end up in prison. I, there wasn't a shadow of doubt in my mind that you would be, that you would end up dead or in prison. Yeah. Cause I was like, there's, I don't see no other way so out for him. A
1: lot of people who would see me now, they're like, Even like our friend out there, he's like, "I don't think you're a real drug addict. You were so young." So a lot of people, a a lot of people say that to me, like, "You were so young, I couldn't even imagine you on drugs." Or like, "You're so nice now." I could, like, yeah, of course, I could. So it's like a lot of people think that, um, oh well, you know, how bad could it really have been? You were seventeen. Yeah, no, it was extreme. It was severe. But it was like so you gotta imagine. So it's like being so young and being on those hardcore drugs. No, it's not like there was a group of us. Nobody the, did that. Nobody shit. was doing. Nobody. That. You yeah. were like on
0: a Lone Ranger mission, bro, yeah. with the pills and stuff like that. Like people started. People getting got involved, more but, into, not, but yeah. it was
1: like, bro, but Brian's
0: like hanging out with forty year olds. Yeah, but then crack. you started like stealing and like punk yeah. and like you know and all that kind of shit, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was the other shit that we kept hearing about.
1: I would rob everybody. And I
0: would just be like, yo, I'd come with Kevin and be like, yo, did you do, is he, like, what's up with Brian? Is he dead yet? Or, like, is he in prison? And he's like, no, nah, he's suspended right now, but, oh, no, he got arrested. Or, no, nah, he, he's at this reform school or whatever. I'm like, yeah. that shit ain't going to work for Brian, bro. I went to military school. I'm like, military school is not going to work for Brian? I was like, this, what mm-hmm. a waste of time. This should just left him here with us. Mm-hmm. And... um so, yeah, man, and, you know, as the years progressed, and again, you know, so, the, the drugs never really came to play.
1: So when did the violence, like, um, really So it all off? came to a head, dude. It all came
0: to a head. So I, I kept getting all those warnings, and I kept getting people to tell me, like, stop doing that, stop doing mm-hmm. that. Like, it's not cool, to, this, done and the third. Long story short, bro, uh, we were at a party that we shouldn't have been at. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine gets into a fight, a one-on-one fight. It was a scuffle. One thing leads to the next. He beats him up real, real bad. I'm talking like missing teeth, like things that like not like a regular fight. He, he, my, my buddy was really good at street fighting. Mm-hmm. He's like an animal. And uh, so then he goes through the party with all his people. He thinks they think we jumped him, but we never had. So before you know it, there was a party of maybe it was a one on one. It was
1: a one on one. But people just thought he got jumped.
0: People assume he got jumped because of how he looked. And mm-hmm. we were all back there mm-hmm. when it happened. And uh, one thing led to the next. Now, you, all of a sudden, you have a party of, like, 200 people turn at us. There was probably, like, four of us, and, and they're coming at us now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I jumped the fence. I run 100-something yards to my car. One thing leads to the next. I retrieve an, a, a, a knife from my car to try to defend myself, and I just start getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it. There was probably, like, 8, 10,
1: I don't know how many people. So, the like, the way I recall is that you were in the car. You were trying to get out of the car. No, not quite. I had ran. The house was at the
0: end of a cul-de-sac. Uh-huh. So I ran all the way to the stop sign, and then I turned. My car was parallel mm-hmm. parked in between cars. So my, my go-to initially, what I wanted to do was get to my car, open the door. This was a Dodge Intrepid. Mm-hmm. There wasn't no, like, yeah. <laughs> we're not remote starting nothing. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, unlocking anything from a key fob. My, my plan was to open the car door, get in the car, and just take off. Mm-hmm. and I was maybe going to come back around for my friends or whatever. But at that time, I was panicking, and it was like 10, 12 people behind me, and I was like, I just got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to my car, they were already like three to four feet behind me. So I was like, I have no other time to do anything else. I have to grab the knife in order to maybe just scare them off and yeah. be like, hey, back off. I have something. I have this knife. Like I had mm-hmm. nothing to do with that fight. It was one-on-one, but it was no time for that. They were drinking Everybody was drawn yeah, they were going to be my ass regardless. <clears throat> One thing less than the next, and dude, it turns up it, it, it somebody dies. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Somebody actually dies
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, you didn't even know that right It was the wildest thing, dude. It was the wildest thing like I didn't realize it wasn't like how you see it in the movies or maybe like how you you know how it
1: actually does happen at times.
0: They say that allegedly, like in the scuffle, were they all, trying
1: to all jump you and you they were, just were swinging the knife around crazy? So T-
0: towards <laughs> the end, I was because at first I was like stop or I was trying mm-hmm. to like kind of just you know cover up it. At, 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 towards the end, I finally was like because now I started getting real scared because I started getting re- like hit real hard mm-hmm. and I was like hey, um, I, I must have screamed at some point like back up or I got a knife or something something something. And at mm-hmm. some point, I must have swung it, but I never remember it, it touching anybody. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, the, uh, the, they they so, so so they say is that like the, the person grabbed his side and then just walked off, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where like even after everything unfolded, it was like not even like a trained seal could have like could 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 could, could just kill somebody like that mm-hmm. on purpose. It was yeah. just like a freak accident. Mm-hmm. So I never knew until like a day or two later, my buddy calls me. He's like, hey, man. He's like, have you seen the news? And I was like, no, what do you mean? he's like, about that fight from last night or the night before. I was like, no, what about it? He's like, bro, they're talking about they're looking for two six-foot-tall white males that somebody got stabbed and died. And I was like, at first I was like, I I didn't even register. I was like, well, that had nothing to do with us. Maybe it was something else, Mm -hmm. another fight, another person, another group or whatever. And they were like, no, dude, like that. It was it was us. It was you. Remember? Cause I remember when I got back to my dad's, I had I was pissed off because I had just said to my friend, hey, I, I mean, I'm trying not to do this anymore, bro. They were already 18, 19 years old. Like this is old already. I don't mm-hmm. want to be I had nothing to do with that initial fight. You didn't have to fight him like that. You could have just dealt mm-hmm. with it another way. And I think I might have even stuck somebody with this fucking knife. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Get the fuck out of here. You didn't stick, you know what I mean? You didn't know you didn't. And I was like, you know, well, let's check. And at that time, like, I think we opened it, and we didn't even see anything on it. And we just chucked it right in the lake. Mm-hmm. And we and that was it. And um, sure enough, that's exactly what happened. You know? And, um, How old are you this time? I'm 19. Wow. So now, all of a sudden, there's, like, first-degree murder charges that are being filed. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a thing that was, like, bro, it's hard to put into words, dude, because... It's hard for me to explain to somebody like the feeling of like taking somebody's life because it's like it's not like stepping on ants. You Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then you couple that with the fact that you're literally watching watching your entire life just kind of crumble before your very eyes before it ever started. Mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking like, you know, at best I'll be maybe 40 when I get out, if ever, because now you're only you're only 19. So you got all these thoughts going through your head like nonstop. Yeah, you're getting 15 years. So, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I ended up turning myself in like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, you know, I told the guys, I was like, listen, I'm going to tell you everything that happened. I have nothing to hide, but I need to speak with my lawyer because mm-hmm. I had, at least I knew enough to not say nothing stupid. Um, and looking back on it, now that I know the law a little bit better, it should have been the end of it. But the detectives, well, I don't know what it was, but they had like this thing that they wanted to get, even though they already knew exactly what happened because they got all the other testimonials mm-hmm. from other people. It was clear that it was self defense. Right, but they wanted me to say it. They wanted me to tell them for my, you know, legally, all that shit. It's a confession. Mm-hmm. So after like eight, nine hours of them like breaking me down, I finally ended up telling them, which ended up helping me out of the long run because during the deposition in front of the grand jury, the, mm-hmm. ju- the detectives were able to say, like, I was crying my eyes out. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? This was an accident. I was defending myself. I was trying to leave. I had nothing to do with the fight. And then you have all these priors. Did they bring that up? No, so I didn't really So you me. had no you had oh, so you never got
1: arrested for fighting no. prior to
0: this? No, it was always just suspension. <clears throat> so I never had th- those problems okay. with like the law. Never. I got arrested I think a little bit before for a misdemeanor, which mm-hmm. was like some bullshit. Like that they said resisting arrest without violence. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred dollar fine. But I was never the kid to get in trouble like that. Yeah, I wasn't like that bad of a kid. Like the
1: fighting was one thing. Yeah, you would always fight, but it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't end like in handcuffs.
0: No, no. And Back then, it was like it's not like it is today. Like they make it a big deal. They put it on social media. They yeah. got all these videos. People are commenting
1: thousands, thousands yeah, bro, of things. Could you imagine if they had videos? I always. Oh be, my thank god. god! Like thank God there's no videos. Oh my of me god! Doing like oh so my god! So I,
0: I get scared thinking about like my daughter and like yeah, in the next fifteen years going to school and stuff like that with this technology and phones. Because if, if it was around when we were around, mm-hmm. I just I don't know how we would have been able to handle it. <laughs> So, you know, that was a really big, crazy thing in my life. And um, I thank God every day that it worked out the way that it did. I, 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 it sucks that it had to happen. I wish that it never happened. If I could take it back, I would have just taken the ass whooping. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you don't know what kind of ass whooping you're going to
1: get. Yeah, people die all the time.
2: Now you're 19 jumped. years old. Yeah. You're
0: getting jumped by people that are adults. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you before know you a- know it, you catch a boot to the face and you're dead yeah.
1: or brain dead or blind and so it you know was what was those? crazy is that even though that sounds crazy growing up there was like a couple of kids that we grew up mm-hmm. with who were all facing <laughs> attempted murder charges yeah. it's like crazy to think yeah. about because now like bro, i have friends who have kids yeah. who are 16 their mm-hmm. friends aren't catching like attempted Never. murder or, 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 or stabbing anybody and there was time i remember so i remember when when that happened with you, I was thinking about myself. So there was mm-hmm. a time when I got jumped. I remember. And I got, like, pit, yeah. out west. Yeah. So I remember, like, I got. That was another thing. We're yeah. At, right, well, yeah. i sure he did get jumped, bro. I'm like, how many people has he robbed in the last I remember, year? I remember I called K-Rod after I got jumped. And I was like, I thought he would be like, yeah, I'm going to, like, go fuck them up for you yeah. or something. I thought, okay. like. And K-Rod was like, about time someone you whooped get, your ass. Bro. And uh, I remember when I, when, uh, when I hopped in the car with them. I immediately knew I was getting jumped because the kid on the phone yeah. wasn't in, in the car and I knew they were setting me up. And I remember the first thing I did was reach back to grab my knife. Yeah. And literally, Thank like, God you did. two days before, my dad hugged me and he, like, felt the knife. Yeah. And he's like, what is this? And I was like, just in case. And he mm-hmm. was like, bro, we live in a gated community. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. And I remember my dad took the knife. but. Bro, there was like five kids who they jumped me and whooped my ass. Yeah, and I remember, I remember You've thinking like, up. bro, I was gonna pull the knife out, and who knows what I would've done with There's it. There's no telling. So it's like, um, when you get jumped and stuff like that, like, dude, the person's gonna resort to anything. They anything. have no idea. Like you, you think get, you're gonna die.
0: You get down to like your animalistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you you get an animal when you five put on one. Yeah. What cage, are you do you going And now you're starting to. <laughs> You know, and I had been in so many different scuffles that I was able to keep my wherewithal Mm -hmm. about me, and I was able to like maintain some sort of calmness Mm -hmm. until it got to the point where I then I started to get scared, Mm -hmm. and when somebody gets scared, there's no telling what they'll do because you could either flight or fight, and at that point there was no running, so there was only fight.
1: Yeah. So it was just an awful thing, bro. It was really difficult on my family, Mm -hmm. bro. Um, How long was it? Like how long? How many months of you? So, bro, it was really fast. Really?
0: It's extremely fast. So it happened January 20th, 2007. Mm-hmm. I turned myself in January 29th. I was in jail for two weeks from January 29th till Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. The grand jury was like three or four days after that. A day later, the charges were dropped because they were basically like, look, this kid ran. It had nothing to do with the initial scuffle. He ran over 100 yards to try to leave. They chased him down and they couldn't attacked leave. him. Yeah. Couldn't <laughs> leave. Then they attacked him, and he—it's he, it, his law-abiding right as a U.S. citizen stand to be to ground. defend to stand your ground and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I didn't have to do all that running. I could have just done it right then and there, but mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted to do. Plus, I didn't even have nothing on me anyway. Mm-hmm. But if I could go back, I would do that. I would I, again. Well, you could take it with a grain of salt, because again, going back to what I was saying, you don't know what kind of ass whooping you're gonna get. Yeah. So to anybody out there that's like, you know, listen for do 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 as you will but like just know yeah. you don't ever know what kind of ass whooping you're gonna yeah, get yeah
1: you could be laid out on the floor and someone soccer ball kicks your face that's and it you die you're yeah. dead or your brain dead yeah. or you're blind mm-hmm. you lose
0: an eye yeah so it was one of those things bro it was extremely difficult on my family bro mm-hmm. like it crushed my family It crushed my mom it crushed my dad my sister it was a really really what tough what was time. it
1: like dealing with all like the people talking about it because i remember when that happened it was like... It, like, broke
0: the early internet days. Everybody was yeah. like, oh, my God, Renee did that, whatever, thing. you know. It was and all in the papers. for
1: years later. Yeah. Whenever well, someone... I dealt
0: would, with a lot of shit even years later because it was people... It was real difficult for me. I kind of left town and went to Orlando to live, to go mm-hmm. to school, whatever, whatever. But even up there, I had problems because the, 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 the issue was that everybody knew who I was and what I looked like, but I would never know... Who they were or what they look like. So I created like a sixth sense of being out in public and having people look at me or stare at me in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So I would pick up like small cues and I would be mm-hmm. out with friends and I would be and I would say, be like, don't look now, bro, but there's this cat in the corner like at your nine o'clock and I guarantee you that there's something involved with that shit mm-hmm. because he's looking at us funny. And they'd be like, after. At first they're like get the fuck out of here bro like how many times are you yeah. And then after a while it became to a thing it got to be a thing to where it was like okay well maybe we should just get the fuck out of here which we did do a lot of times Yeah or other times it was like all right we'll just be cool mm-hmm. you know what I mean and maybe it, w- it wouldn't materialize to something or maybe it would mm-hmm. but it was like a really difficult time bro I was really like torn up about it in a way I mean I dealt with it in a good way cuz I I would speak with people that I looked up to, or older people, mm-hmm. or friends, or family, or mentors, and I would like bounce it off of them, and they would be like, "Dude, you gotta understand, you you can't let this like mm-hmm. like destroy you mentally because it was an accident. It was a tragic, traumatic accident mm-hmm. that you wish that didn't happen, and that like you didn't go out to do." Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I and so I internalized that, and got to the point where it was like it wasn't it i mean it was it, it was a shitty thing that happened
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it's a fine line between saying it wasn't my fault you know what i mean i like mm-hmm. saying that because like i did it's something that did happen that was at, you know by by definition my fault mm-hmm. but it was something that i just you know uh i would have liked not to happen yeah of course so then little by little now we're getting into our 20s you know i got off of that you would think that it would be like from there it would be
1: like smooth sailing
0: smooth like it, or, or you would be like all right like i got a second chance like yeah. i was facing 20 30 years in prison like you know i was in jail i, I was in broad County jail and i remember going to put on the regular scrubs and like no no no, you're putting these on like you're yeah. going to the six seven four which was like you know uh maximum custody me, like printed across the top hmm. when i was a whole nother thing like the two weeks in there while i was in there and it was just like that, that that's a whole nother experience i can get into what was it like it was like a surreal bro I'm 19 years old you know what I mean I'm like I'm white I I have like a weird thing all my life I've had like a weird thing where like I'm very very pale white and I have like light hair and I have like but light eyes but I'm Hispanic yeah. so like there's thousands and thousands of stories that I have of like different things that like I de- uh, that I that I have interactions with people mm-hmm. whether it be women um problems fighting uh, hookups business Mm -hmm. where it's just like people are so blown away or so thrown aback because spanish is my first language and Mm -hmm. i do speak spanish the same way as i speak english and i read it and write it Mm -hmm. the same way as i do english and so when i was in there and then my name is renee Mm -hmm. on top of it all so it's just like what the the fuck is your name renee like Mm -hmm. you're a white guy your name is renee that's a girl's name like what the fuck
2: yeah
0: you're spanish you speak spanish where the fuck is chile who the fuck is from chile i don't (laughs) even know anybody from chile yeah and um, I would get, I remember walking in with like, they give you the shit, like your bed, the toiletries, your mm-hmm. bed, this, then and third. And I was just like, bro, I just cannot fucking believe I'm in here, bro. This is an 18 hour lockdown unit. You get out like, you know, a couple hours in the evening, mm-hmm. a couple hours in the morning. You know, I remember the Super Bowl was that. what well, I was in there for the Super Bowl one year. It was, mm-hmm. the, I'll never forget, it was the Bears versus the Colts. And Nicole Smith died at the Hard Rock while I was in there. Those are mm-hmm. things that just burn into your memory that yeah. you never. Then my shit's all over the news, so they're watching it on the news, and they're mm-hmm. like, yo, white boy, white boy, that's you, that's you, that's you on the news? And then I would just be like, man, you don't want to talk about it, because you know enough to never talk about shit, your charges in jail, yeah. because that's the worst thing you could do. You mm-hmm. know, just be like, man, it ain't what you think, or whatever, bro. And then there was like some real deal murderers in there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my cellmate, uh, you never want to get to the conversation of being like, so what'd you do? Or mm-hmm. why are you in here? But it comes up, you spend enough time with somebody, mm-hmm. And it, you know, down here in South Florida, like the Haitian Voodoo thing is like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, I killed my mom, and then like I got like attempted murder with my dad because of these voices and this, that, and the third. Like he was disturbed, and he's sleeping up underneath me, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not sleeping for the whole rest of the time I'm here, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not sleeping, bro. I still, I, I legitimately remember <laughs> like staying up probably like 36 to 48 hours until finally I just mm-hmm. went comatose. But I was like, so, but thank God he was a little smaller. He was mm-hmm. like, my size or a little smaller. So I'm like, worst case. I was like, but what if he has a knife or some shit? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was outrageous, bro. People were in there for arsenic and, 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 and murders and, and, and attempted murders and, and, mm-hmm. and gang affiliated shit and drug dealing and stuff like that. Cause you know, when you're up there on the six seventh floor floors, is, people that do real serious things. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe my life. I got into that point, bro. Like I, I, I it was like, I was like beside myself, bro. I was like, I'm not. Built for this, bro. I'm not from the streets, dude. I'm not a gangbanger. I don't come from a broken home. I don't come from a, from, from, a, from, from, from like this kind of background, bro. Like, how am I facing a murder charge, bro? I was just, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it, dude. So, yeah, man, it was just, you know, and then I got out and it, they, they put, they, they lowered the bomb real low. Which was odd to me, mm-hmm. so I was like, "How do you have a thirty-five thousand dollars bond on a murder charge?" Mm-hmm. So then things started unravel and like you know, the, the facts started coming out that mm-hmm. this really was self-defense, and like I and shouldn't then, have been in the beginning. Thank
1: with. God people said the truth, you know what I mean? Well, right, the witnesses. You're always like, dude, these people could all say that yeah. I was the antagonist. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. That was one of my worries for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was a real painful time for my family, bro, and it was something that I wish. That I never had to go through or pull my family through. So Mm -hmm. there's been a few things I wish that I like, you know, and and all I and I really do think that like I attribute it to like like drug addiction and like addiction or having the disease of addiction. Because because once you start to uncover the layers of addiction Mm -hmm. and start to realize that drugs are just a symptom of a much larger Mm -hmm. issue, you start to look back and you're like, well, not this makes a lot more sense. now. Well,
1: you're chasing that adrenaline. So it's Could like it, it, it's that drug. So it's like that drug is like, you know, someone who's not an addict has the ability to say no. Right. But it's like even and then if they can say no, they have a negative consequence and they're mm-hmm. able to change due to the negative consequence. Right. Like addiction defies negative consequences. Most yeah. people learn through negative consequences. So all these negative consequences keep coming and you're not right. learning. Right. And I kept going. And and, then and I'm sure you'd be like, I ain't never fighting no one again. And then you would fight yeah. again. You well, know? not after that time. Yeah. After
0: that time, I think that. So like, after
1: that time, you've never been in a fist fight? Bro. I don't really don't think so, bro.
0: I think I got punched one time downtown for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like already getting a little older anyway. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? This is why I don't fucking come down here. <laughs> and I, I literally, I think I remember my jaw was like swollen, like shut. I thought I broke it. Wow. just kept punching for like no reason. I had nothing to do with
2: nothing. mm
0: So, um, you would think going back to what I was saying, you know, that like I would get on this straight and narrow path. Like I got the second chance. Like, let me do right. Like, let Mm -hmm. me not fuck up. Let me make sure I take full advantage of all like my opportunities and my resources and stuff like that. And it just... It wasn't like that, you know. I was good at business from a young age, so I did get into business. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school in Orlando for a couple of years, then I came back here. I started a business with my buddy, which was like a, like a loan, like a, like, a, like a funding group. Mm-hmm. And that started to go well. And at that time, it was like the economy was real bad, but it was starting to get back up. Um, and I started working at the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. And, I used to, and I worked at this restaurant called Moderanos, which to this day has been around for 30 years. And it's basically a nightclub. A restaurant inside nightclub. a nightclub. Mm-hmm. At this time, my best friend to this day is still one of my best friends. Shout out, Jordy. He owned a, uh, a pharmacy, mm-hmm. right? So let me backtrack a little bit. So by the time I was like 18, Are 19. Are you doing
1: coke already at this time? You live. <laughs> So by the time I, I know what gets the motor going, bro, yeah, bro that yeah. was like the appetizer, bro. So by the time I was 18. So what happened from like Coke is gross yeah. to like, I like yeah. Coke. Yeah. So like
0: it was like never a thing, right? Never in high school. It was just like, bro, that's out of bounds. Like mm-hmm. we might fuck weed or whatever else, but that's it. It wasn't like, oh, weed and pills. No, there was no pills for us back then either. Mm-hmm. Not my, not my group of friends. So at that point I had a friend that was like hey you know whatever whatever i got that i got this blow and we, i was probably like 18 i still remember i was living in in in, in my in the neighborhood i grew up in basically mm-hmm. and i was like no bro what the fuck are you are you crazy i'm not trying to do this i'm not, no man, no 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 one thing at least the next we try uh but it never like i heard you talk about it in the podcast before where it's like it doesn't bite you mm-hmm. it didn't never bite me like that mm-hmm. it was a drug that was always around i mean if you're from south florida and probably a lot of other places in the United States, but yeah. I don't know what it's like because i heard, is around. it's all—it's just everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. And it turned quickly into like—it's always around. If you're drinking, you're partying, and if you're partying, girls like it, girls
1: love it. You're the cool dude you're that has cool, it. Yeah.
0: That has it. It's not looked and frowned upon like as this nasty drug. Yeah, it's accepting almost like as alcohol.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like the, there'll be like a couple of girls or whatever who are just like, you know around and then as soon as they hear that you have coke forget it dude yeah
0: forget it forget mm-hmm. it it's like magic bro
1: yeah
0: it's like magic and it's just like and you just like we're like animals so you, you learn patterns and behaviors yeah. and we're just like every time i have this shit i got this fucking fine-ass girl that mm-hmm. wants to party and hang out so why not
1: yeah just always have
0: it and then it was the downtown every weekend and i was yeah. always a big partier bro like you know what i mean like in my 20s like partying was like metal pedal to the metal Mm -hmm. hard rocks till four or five in the morning i became real good friends with the general manager Liv. he hooked me up i used to bring him pills Mm -hmm. i used to bring him meatballs from the restaurant Mm -hmm. i used to you know i break them off and so let's go from
1: like coke to pills
0: so the coke was always around, but it never was like my thing. Coke was one of so those. So you,
1: so you liked coke, but you never yeah. were like you never got bit by you. Like you would do it if it was around. You would, I go would get do it, to like have and fun, I would get it. You weren't like, and I would get it.
0: my own too sometimes. But yeah. like it was a party thing. Like I, I couldn't ever imagine or justify me personally sitting there like on my own by myself, mm-hmm. like drinking or not drinking, and just doing blow. Yeah, it was like a thing that just didn't ever make sense to me. Yeah, and it was also one of those things where if you did do it. You, the next day, you were like, get this shit the fuck away from me, dude. Like, yeah. I cannot even imagine. I would throw it out if I had it.
1: Oh, you're crazy. Yeah,
0: I would throw it out. I know that you would be licking the bag till like, it was, like,
1: stuck to your gum for a oh, couple of days. Oh, dude, I'd be fucking yeah. walking around nah, trying to dude. break into cars. If I
0: had a long night and I had some leftover, which really wasn't that often, I was throwing that shit out.
1: You're crazy. Yeah, I was like, That's no, funny. fuck that. So, so, so now my
0: buddy owns a, uh, 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 um, a pharmacy, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, free reign, bro. So all of a sudden... He starts bringing around hydrocodone, Percocet, Promethazine lean, lean, Mm -hmm. and little by little, you can't, so there's people that like take it and they hate it and they Mm -hmm. throw up and they never go back to it. And there's people that like, that like us that, that, that do it. And like the receptors in our brain maybe are, are different, Mm -hmm. but it's a feeling that like you really love and enjoy because it's like to us, it's like, how can you not? You feel mm-hmm. so warm and you're fuzzy and you're relaxed mm-hmm. and this and that. And if you're stressed or if you're worried and this, then the third, it takes it all away. Mm-hmm. I always tell at people the
1: it's like a cold morning and you wake up yep. and then it hits you that you got nothing to do mm-hmm. today. And then you roll over and press the snooze button and just get all warm and go back We're to sleep. It, dude. Like that feeling is like constant, but it's like you start doing that. You start mm-hmm. pressing snooze on your whole life. That's it. Where it's like no matter what's going on, bro, you do pills and it's just like. That's it. And then, bro. You know,
0: everybody's story of addiction as you get into Mm -hmm. the rooms and as you hear from other people that battle addiction Mm -hmm. is different. Some people will do pills for a month or two and right away they're shooting heroin. Mm -hmm. Some people might overdose. Some people might die. Some Mm -hmm. people... So my story with drug addiction was a story of the longest slow roll Mm -hmm. of life, which is fascinating in the aspect that my disease... Figured in my in my eyes, in my eyes, this is how I see it. My disease figured out that this would be the only way that it would be able to get me Mm -hmm. uh, to do what it wanted to do, Mm -hmm. because there wasn't going to be any shooting up, anything. There wasn't going to be me driving to overtime to pick up heroin. Um, I had that wherewithal to where it was like I'm not getting to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like like the way I used to view you guys was like like soft. Corn, porn, porn, <laughs> shit, bro. When I, well, when I used to do drugs with like some of our friends, like yeah. or your friends or whatever, they like
0: don't tell nobody we did. This yeah, that like, was always a thing. Don't I, you fucking tell nobody we got this blow or yeah. I would be like, bro yeah. who cares? At like, the beginning, specifically, like in our early twenties, just be like, bro, don't. I don't want people knowing yeah, that. I don't we're want people doing think this we're shit. Doing pills or whatever pills or blow. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. It was like I didn't like that. Yeah, and um, you know, and uh, so. Basically, that just started little by little, dude, mm-hmm. just every once in a while. And we would just take it and cook at the crib at one of my boys' houses, and we would watch mm-hmm. movies, and it was just like the most benign
1: thing ever. We weren't. Yeah, so the th- problem with Pills is that when it mm-hmm. first started coming around Broward County, no one knew how hardcore they were. Mm-mm. So it wasn't wow, dick, like, yeah. bro, when Coke, when people were doing Coke, it was like a warning sign. Like, this is cocaine. Mm-hmm. And then like heroin. It's like, bro, you're doing heroin. But when pills came out, it was, it was dressed up. So not nice. dressed up. It was like from CVS it doctor's was, name, doctor's name was on name the bottom on it, bro it was like how, how bad could it really we be driving in no hood and to then pick you don't you don't it's not like Xanax where you're intoxicated and blackout no. you know exactly what's going on you're feeling like a million bucks it's almost as if when you do pills like someone just turned on some music basically it's that's like, one way to put it was it. just like oh we could just listen to music while we cook and we could like watch this or whatever it, it was just like like amplify the mood yeah. but it didn't seem like getting on a roller coaster ride no
0: dude it was just like a thing that like you just enjoyed doing bro mm-hmm. like it was like a thing that it was just and like, it was never like oh what if we get addicted to this like never that, never for the longest time i was like not me i thought it was a myth yeah, yeah i was like not me i was like i've been doing this shit on and off now <laughs> yeah. for like a while now and i was like i'm straight mm-hmm. i'm good like you don't see me up under no bridge mm-hmm. i still got a house a, uh, my cars this that i got i'm making money i got a business like when did you start thinking you were withdrawing Bro, it probably wasn't a while. Like I told you, bro, it slow yeah. rolled for so long. And see, you know, I've heard a lot of the your stories and mm-hmm. people that have been on the podcast that say mm-hmm. that they perennially withdraw mm-hmm. throughout the years or throughout the years that they used. So I always had money. It wasn't like I'm not trying to paint a picture like I was some rich. No, for guy, sure. But, but th- I always had money to maintain my habit.
1: Yeah. Right. But do you think that you weren't withdrawing just because you always had the pills?
0: Most certainly after a little while. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So that was like a thing to where like, I don't know exactly when I can pinpoint it, but it it got to a point relatively like towards the beginning where I wasn't in denial Mm -hmm. about the fact that I I had a problem. Gotcha. I knew that I had a problem and I knew that I was addicted to these pills. But did you think like one day you'll handle it? I figured at some point it would come to an end, but yeah. I would, but I never could have in a thousand years seen what that end could be or would be like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you're on drugs yeah, in your mind, you think like, you could just close this book and put it away and at any thing. time. And I see people today, loved ones,
0: dear, dear mm-hmm. friends of mine. And I see them in active addiction and I see so many similarities of myself mm-hmm. in themselves where I mean, these people have a lot of money or they do they do very well in life and mm-hmm. you see them slowly going deeper and deeper into that hole. And you kind of just feel helpless because you're like, I, I guess I've told them in so many other ways, but it's just like if anybody knows anything about addiction, you know mm-hmm. that that person's never going to stop unless they're ready to stop. Yeah. And money is a crazy cushion yeah for drug addiction because mm-hmm. it masks like everything is all gravy mm-hmm. when it's not,
1: yeah so I always, life I always shambles. tell people like the hardest person to treat is the person who doesn't think they have a problem, so like when you sure, when, like when, you're, when you're functioning right, it's really hard for you to really get help right. because you don't think you need the help exactly when someone's like dude getting infections from shooting up like, living under a bridge it's like it's it's living under a bridge, it's like blatantly yeah. obvious you need help. And that's what I wish that mine was like would have been like. Yeah. That saved me years. I got clean so young because my shit was like blaring. You had sirens going off in your forehead. Everybody was like, dude, you're gonna die. And then it was like I couldn't even lie to myself. I like that feeling of like there was a time where I was like, I'm not gonna die. And then there were like my last two years of using, it's like, oh now I could really I thought you were
0: gonna die, bro. Yeah shit, you're not. I was like, bro, Brian's gonna die. Brian's not making it to his (laughs) twenty-first birthday, bro. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was just like we were all in agreement. We were like, no fucking. Like, I would say it, and then my boy yeah, would be like, people, there's no fucking way he's too, making it. Till yeah, people, I, 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 they would start trying straws. Be like, hey, make it till he's 19. Oh, yeah, make it till he's 18. I'd be, yeah. I'll be surprised if Brian's alive next month. Yeah, so it was sad. Bro. And even
1: back then, that was pre fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, know? bro, so you would like, never made it, bro. Yeah, for sure, never. I don't think you would have made it. Um, when did did you like? When did, what? When did you like know that I got clean? Bro, it was probably, like, a couple of years later when, like, I
0: started seeing you on Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you started popping up with the motorcycles. And I was like, Brian's selling motorcycles? Yeah. I was like, he's probably pawning them <laughs> or stealing them yeah. and to get drugs. Yeah. And then people were like, Nah, Brian's clean. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean clean? Yeah. And they'd be like, clean? He doesn't do no drugs. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I was like, you're telling me that Brian doesn't smoke weed or even drink. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, bro. He's in N.A. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do drugs. Yeah. And I was just like dumbfounded, bro. I was just like... So, not to get off topic, mm-hmm. but spiritually, like, God... Uh, th- my faith in my mm-hmm. life has been a constant since the day... Since as far back as I can remember.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even through addiction and even through severe addiction, uh, I never lost faith. Yeah. I never was question God. I... In fact, I always would pray to God even during severe addiction it would say, God, I have like this weird dynamic relationship with God mm-hmm. that like people would make fun of me in the past before because it's like when I pray or when I have the relationship that I have with God is like I talk to God like I'm talking to myself or a friend, mm-hmm. but so it could it, it, like if you're not, if you're like looking at me or paying attention, it would look like I'm talking to myself
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I've always been like that. And uh, but my faith has never wavered ever, even when I was in the jam with like Mm -hmm. going to jail or or prison for life. Like I was like and then when he got and then when I got out of that, I was like, that's God, bro. I was like, that's a miracle, bro. Mm I was like, how are you going to look at me and say that? That's not a miracle, bro. I should be in prison. I could not. I should be in prison. But like I could have easily gone to prison. Yeah. So even when I was using, bro, I was like, this will never. And then so going back to what I was saying when it came to you, I was like, bro, that's a miracle. I was like, bro, Mm -hmm. that's God. Mm -hmm. i was like you can't tell me that like that god ain't real bro Mm -hmm. i'm like that's god's doing until this day i really have a visual of Mm -hmm. my in my head with the hundreds of thousands of people that have died because of drug addiction Mm -hmm. in the last 10 years yeah even though it's always been that way i truly feel so like so lucky and blessed that like i i look at god like What like when you know when you go to the carnival and then there's the claw claw, yeah i i feel like me being alive and you being alive Mm -hmm. and some of our friends that when you hear the shit like like i'll say like a rhino Mm -hmm. or like you know people like that Mm -hmm. that are like thriving and that are doing good in life and that are strong you know pillar of the community Mm -hmm. and they're like in civil like a a, a, like a productive maybe member of civilization i'm like that's god so i honestly feel like god is up there with like a claw Mm -hmm. and he's just like randomly miraculously picking out the chosen few Mm -hmm. i really feel like that i feel like i'm like one
1: of the chosen few yeah that you know you easily could have died and for whatever illogical reason not because we're better than or whatever just 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 through mercy you can't
0: explain it why him and not me why is he alive and i'm not i uh how many people i mean yeah thank god i mean you know what i mean like i always see it like i'm not gonna word with you bro but it's just it's a tough thing where you've what you've lived through these past Mm -hmm. 15 years bro because you know it's a testament to your remember when
1: you got clean i would try to explain to you like all the deaths and stuff and you'd be like no way you would
0: show me on your phone on your notes you still have it i'm sure if you pull your phone out right now yeah i remember one time you showed me and i was just kind of like you mean to tell me you know all those people that are on your list and you're like, what do you mean, bro? Those are some of my closest friends. friends. So one of those kids is my ex Sponsy. Yeah. I was like, he died.
1: And yeah, I was so like, it's like in recovery, there's probably like 50, 60 people. It's insane. That I would consider like family mm-hmm. that have died. You know, like. I've heard it on speaker tapes. Like, yeah, people have been like, the disease of addiction
0: has waited fucking hundreds of years specifically a hundred years mm-hmm. to like really flex his muscles mm-hmm. the way that it is right now because yeah. it's never been the way that yeah, it is it's right, now. right now and so i really like you know my my gratitude these days is just like mm-hmm. something that i really uh I, I really i really it's one of my strongest attributes mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends of mine that do very well in life that are very ahead in life that do very well financially a little probably you know better than me mm-hmm. um uh, uh, but but you know what i mean i'm happy for them i love them to death sometimes i look back and i'm like damn i wasted so many years i could be like that too mm-hmm. but i'm so grateful for the position that i'm in yeah that like it tr- it, it doesn't make yeah, me bitter
1: so a lot of people think like because i'm successful now that that's why yeah. i'm happy and i was yeah. like bro when i had a year clean yeah i was like ecstatic bro like yeah. so happy you couldn't even believe it yeah and it's like um for me i always see it like a rescue, like. Like you know, how, you know when like a dog gets rescued, there's just like something different about them. Yeah. You know, like at first people are like, oh, like hey, don't touch that dog. He's yeah. a rescue. He like doesn't like people. And yeah. then after a while, he's just like, there's like, just something about them yeah. where they're just, like, it's like a, it's like something in their eye. Yeah. You just like yeah. can tell, like, dude, this dog, like, yeah, he wasn't gonna make it, and yeah. like someone picked his ass out of the fucking. Yeah, bro. He, so sometimes like that's why I feel like like people ask me like, oh, did you ever think like this would be it? I was like, bro, I used to like dream about like having clean a clean. job, yeah, like got a job. You know my biggest I mean? thing was dreaming, like
0: being like, <coughs> I wonder. It had been so many years, and I like got get to that, but like, it had been so many years that I was using, and that I had like, and this was like my barometer, like mm-hmm. pills every single day. That I was, I would fantasize and be like, wonder what it's like to just be clean, mm-hmm. and not have to take all these drugs to do everyday things like feel go normal. to work, yeah. to feel normal, to go to the gym, to go, uh, to 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 to, uh, to go to the movies, to go to a concert, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Because going back to what I was saying, it started little by little. Mm -hmm. And then you know I would say, oh, well, it's the weekend. So Mm -hmm. it's the weekend. So why not? And then it turns into like a Sunday. Yeah. And then that's not so much the weekend, even though it is. But then it turns into like a Tuesday. And then it's like, oh, where's Wednesday? It's the middle of the week, dog. So Mm -hmm. before you knew it, I can't even think when, but it must have been by the time I was like 25, 24. Mm -hmm. It was easily an everyday thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you're talking a lot of wasted time Mm -hmm. you know a lot of money i mean you know because
1: i remember i remember like sometimes i feel like you don't think of it this way but like there was a period of time when like your name was mentioned yeah it was followed up by like oh he's all on pills right and i don't think like you know that i feel like it it, it hurts to admit that like that probably was so yeah because it's
0: like that's a hurtful thing to hear about yourself
1: because I remember to even, be, even when you worked at Moderanos, I remember someone would be like, oh, yeah, doesn't Renee work there? And mm-hmm. someone would be like, oh, yeah, isn't he, like, all on pills? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think at the time you would probably think that, like, no one thinks of you like that.
0: Not really. No, absolutely not. Especially because of the fact that I kept it such a secret for so many years.
1: Yeah. Well, it was
0: never. Not. Yeah. No, well, I tried my <laughs> best. Right. I'm probably not the best secret keeper. But yeah. it was a thing where it was like I, I I never wanted anybody to know that kind of shit, yeah. especially with at the frequency that I was doing it, mm-hmm. so it was always, and again, the disease of addiction is just a motherfucker, bro. So it finds dip, like different ways. Mm-hmm. With me, it allowed me to open new businesses, yeah. Start new businesses, yeah. Get into relationships, mm-hmm. uh. Be successful, yeah. Buy a car that I loved more than anything in the world, like mm-hmm. uh, not the car of my dreams, but a car that I really, really love. Yeah, of course. An expensive German car, mm-hmm. um. You know, and all the while, I'm doing things that are just not right, bro. Like, I'm, you know, I started dating a woman that, like, God bless her heart, loved me to death. Um, you know, I cared about her, but mm-hmm. it, the, the feelings were just never quite mutual, right? And these are like the three pillars that I talk about that are mm-hmm. like the most, like, very like severe traumatic experiences in my life. So we were together for a couple of years, but. I was always with her kind of like for the wrong reasons. She always was so good to me, but I never had the same feelings for her that she did for me. So I was with her for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she gets pregnant. So I'm like, okay, well, nah, I got to kind of put my happiness aside because I got to do right by this kid. I got to do right by her. I got to propose and this. You, then.
1: How do you feel about being a dad and having a family?
0: So, at first, you're shocked, just like any other guy that that kind of gets hit with that upside the head randomly without planning it. And you're just fear and this and that. So, I was like, I can't believe it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you just start to warm up to the fact that you're like, this is actually pretty cool, bro. Like, I'll be able to handle it, bro. I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Like, I'm going to be a good father. At least yeah. that's my plan. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I got to do for this kid. I'm going to work hard and keep doing what I got to do for this kid. But, mm-hmm. like, you, uh, you know you just kind of go with the motions. So now we get engaged the whole nine. The baby is born July 4th,
2: 2017,
0: Mm -hmm. August 26th, 2017. I'll never forget. It was a Saturday McGregor um, Mayweather fight. Mm -hmm. My best friend, my entire life. I'm talking about like a brother. I'm talking about like, you've heard, I've heard you talk about Carl. Mm -hmm. That's a very close friend of yours, which is probably shout out to Carl. One of the greatest people I ever met my entire life. (laughs) Uh, So, so his wife calls me and he's like, "Hey, um I think you need to call. I need I think you need to come over. He was actually out of town like for mm-hmm. work. I just found uh text messages about an affair with your girl and my husband, which is your best friend. I'm talking about from when I was 10 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. Like somebody I would have died for. At the time he was having problems with his wife, and I was like, "Yo, why don't you just stay at my house till you get it figured out? If you decide to leave her, you know, I'll support you." If you decide to stay with her, like, I got your back as well. But, like, you're not going to go stay at your mom or your dad's, bro. We're, like, already old now, dude. Like, just chill here till you get this figured out. Turned out. So I go and see it. I go and see it. I read it. I'm like, okay, it's obvious. I call him out on it. He denies it. Whatever, whatever. I confirm her. She confirms it. Now, all of a sudden, it never. So the baby now is a month and a half old. But it never crossed my mind. That it could be. That it could not be mine or it could be his. Like. I think it took a couple days to where I was like, what if this kid's not even mine? Cause her mother's like mulatto with light eyes, and that's how the baby looked. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, well, how could you not know? You yeah. can't you see the difference? You couldn't tell.
1: Yeah. So I remember I was friends with you like on Instagram. Oh, that the time. was just and like I remember like, I remember you like having the kid, posting the pictures. At that point, I was ecstatic. I named were, the child. Yeah, you were I picked the day into- she was
0: born for July 4th, because it was like towards like around that time, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, no, no. If we're already going to be coming up on July 4th, we're going to get induced on the 4th because that's what her birthday is going to be. And then every year on her birthday, she's going to have fireworks and she's going to have a party and this, that, and the third. Like, how cool is it for your birthday to be on July 4th? So I was like, we're doing it on July 4th. By that point, I was ecstatic. My mom was ecstatic. My sister was like, I'm an aunt. My father was like, oh, cool, grandparent. All my family in Chile was like, oh, my God, the baby, this baby, this baby. We're a Latin family. Everybody's real close, you know? So, then I'm like, I gotta get a paternity test, bro. I was like, but in my mind, I was like, there's no way. I was like, I all right, the affair, this, that, and the third, I can take that. Mm-hmm. I I see that that's obviously so, but I, you know what I mean? Not this. Sure enough, I go get in the paternity test and I read it. I call, I open in an email. Never forget, I was with my best friend in Tampa. I open it. And Your I'm other
1: like, best friend, just so
2: Yeah, know. yeah.
0: <laughs> good. That, that's a good uh, good clarification there. To this day, one of my best friends all all my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, bro. I'm like, this is it, dog. I'm like, this is it. He's like, man, just open that shit, bro. He's like, that's your kid, bro. There ain't no fucking way. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I think we were at a country club in Tampa because I left town. And I opened it, and it was like, Renee Ardondo, da-da-da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. You are 0.00% paternity to this child. And it was like, bro... It was like, it was like the world stopped mm. still. It was like, it was like if you sucked all the air out of the room, bro. And then like you know when you do a duster, mm-hmm. anybody that's done a lot of drugs in the past, you you suck it in from a, and everything starts going. Wah, wah. It was like that, bro. And I was just bro, I must have read it. I must have closed, closed it and opened it, closed it and opened it, closed it and opened it until finally like, and I was like, well, I'm not. Tr-, I was like, I talked to my friend. I was like, I'm not tripping, right? I was like. This says that I'm not the father, right? He's like, he was white. He's like your color, but he was white like me. Yeah. He was just looking at me like this. He was like, no way. He's like, I think it says it's not, <clears throat> it says it's not your kid, bro. He's like, you'll be all right, bro. You'll be all. Right. And I was just like, I couldn't speak, bro. And um, at that point, I'd been taking pills every day for years. Mm-hmm. You know? How old were you? This was in 2017. So I was 30 because I'm mm-hmm. 36 now. So, six years ago? hmm Six years ago? It just turned six years? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I remember when that happened, it was just like... That was like,
0: another thing that, like, broke the internet, bro. It was what just happened like, to Renee? And it bro, was, Renee, it was Renee. Like, it was his best And it was, like, friend. these severe fucking things, bro. And it was just like, how the fuck? And then, you know, looking back on it, I remember being on the beach with Will, or my my, my friend, and I was like, um... I'm like, how the fuck did this happen, bro? I'm like, how did this happen?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How could this be... How can this be real? Yeah. And then, like, I sat about it. And, like, I've been real good about taking responsibility for my own shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I can say. Aside from all my other character defects, mm-hmm. one thing I can say is at least be real with myself. Mm-hmm. Even though drugs do make you lie to yourself a lot, which I did do a lot of as well. But I was like, this is all my fault. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, this is all my fault. I was like, all the times I did this girl dirty, all the fucking, all these years I've been living a lie, pretending like I'm happy and I'm living this perfect life and I got this big house on um, plantation and mm-hmm. I'm living this perfect two dog picket fence and I'm 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 in severe drug addiction even though I didn't tell Will that at the time cuz he yeah. probably would have stepped in He didn't know? No, nobody knew like that. Uh, Only like a little handful of people really knew. Mm-hmm. But not him. And um I was like this is all my fault. I brought this on myself, bro. I was like all the times i had done all this dirt, all the times i had done all this, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. living a lie, like, wasting all this time. And I was like, I I pushed her into his arms. Like, he told her whatever he needed to tell her in order to get with her, but it was stuff that, like, was so. Mm-hmm. Granted, he was my best friend. I never in a million years thought that he would go and do something like that, especially use that tactic. But, you know, guys would do a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. And um, that was another thing that was, like, like, bro, it was just, like, It was just the most powerful, awful thing that could could ever happen, bro. Like, it was literally like losing a child, bro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went from one day I had two dogs, a baby, this, that, you know, baby monitors, baby formula, diapers, and living this entire life. And the next day, I was at my condo in Fort Lauderdale in complete silence. Mm -hmm. And I was just stuck with my own thoughts. You know, and everybody was like, Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you all right? Like, how are you gonna handle this? Like, da 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 da. I came out on Facebook because I was like, Listen, man, I was like, I'm only kind of saying this because, like, I don't want you guys to be asking me about this kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not my kid. It's actually my best friend's kid. And everybody was like, Oh my God, how can this fucking be? And da 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 da. da, da. And it was just like a horrific thing, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think that I really truly think that that was like the beginning of the end in regards to like my drug use because mm-hmm. I was already severely addicted to drug to painkillers. Mm-hmm. But that was like the catalyst that like exacerbated my, my drug use because even though I would talk to people the same I try to treat it. See, all my life when I was faced with problems and adversity, I would I would find a way to overcome
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I would find a way to to make whatever issue was going on better or make it go away, kind of like on my own, mm-hmm. and on my own, I mean like with the help of my friends and my family and my support group or whatever. But like I, 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 I overcame. So when the thing with with, with the je- with the prison thing came on, I overcame. With the thing with 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 this with this thing with this baby, I was like I, I overcame, and, mm-hmm. and in a way I did because like as the years went on. I kind of just kept rolling with it. Like, I didn't skip a beat. Like, I was like, I still got to go to work. I still got to make money. I had two businesses. Mm-hmm. I started my new career, and I still had my other businesses. Because at this point, I had smoke shops and cell phone repair shop and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was like, now, it was like, I got to keep it rolling, bro. I'm mm-hmm. still partying. i was still doing this. But I was a mess. At this point, internally, like, see, in the things with, dr- with my drug addiction, it was like, really, like, it would just chip away at me. Like, mm-hmm. little by little by little. Day after day, it would just slowly just start to take away things Mm -hmm. in my life, both material and like my own Mm self-attributes. Like all my life, I like to think of myself as like charismatic, Mm -hmm. funny endearing a loving person Mm -hmm. i really love hard like i'm a leo if anybody believes in horoscopes like Mm -hmm. (laughs) leo's are you know i love hard like Mm -hmm. i really care about my friends like i'll die for my friends like i've done things (laughs) for my friends that like i was always the person that like and when my friends had a problem or if there was something going on like they knew that they could come to me at any mm-hmm. given time. I, if you needed money, if you needed a shoulder, if you need somewhere to cry, mm-hmm. if you need somewhere to stay, if bro, I'll give you the back, I'll give you the the, the the shirt off my back. And that's the thing with a lot of addicts
2: mm-hmm.
1: that
0: I come to find out sure. that so many addicts. That's even, really how we are. Even
1: during like active addiction, like I might have fucked over and robbed a lot of people. Bro. But like Jeremy and Carrie were bro, like my ride or die. I got
0: one pill yeah. left, bro. And I'm fucking I was splitting sick. I'm going to
1: split it with you, I was with you, bro. And I love you. Yeah.
0: Just don't, remember, don't forget that I had your back yeah, when you needed you me.
1: It. I remember always thinking like, well, out of everyone in that situation, I think if I could pick anyone to be, it would be you, you know?
0: I mean, I forgave them immediately, bro. Mm -hmm. I even on my Facebook post, I was like uh, to the girl, I was like, you know, we had some good times. Like, I know that you're not a bad person. (coughs) You just made a horrible mistake and it's Mm -hmm. a mistake you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. And I just wish that you hadn't chosen that. And I was like to my best friend of over 20, 25 years. I was like, bro, I love you, bro. I was like, you were a great friend to me. And and, in this one thing that happened, like doesn't define like our whole yeah. friendship bro like yeah. you had my back through so many times you did a lot for me mm-hmm. your family did a lot for me like i till this day i still love him i wonder about him all the time his kids are my god kids mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i and i was around those kids when they were babies and now yeah. they're like 10 years old you know what i mean yeah. and i and i love those kids and they were my family bro like yeah. his mom was like my mom and his dad and he and his stepdad and his stepmom like they were like my family bro like yeah. i had nothing but love for them like I really did view them like as my family because I never had family here. Mm-hmm. I only had my mom, sister, and, and my father. So, to me, they were like my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, then, and then it all went away. So, at that point, bro, I'm taking like, I would say probably like six to like 12 Percocets a day. Mm-hmm. Whether they were 10s or 30s. Maybe if they were 30s, I was doing a little less. But, bro, I'm like at 100 to 150 milligrams a day mm-hmm. every day. I mean, you're talking like a forty thousand dollar a year habit. Yeah. They weren't cheap, bro. Yeah,
1: at that time they were a lot of money. They're
0: third I hear you talking about nine, tens, and eights and bro. Seven. I was like there bro, There were seven
1: when I started. I would have pulled up with a fucking garbage bag
0: and filled <laughs> that shit, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. So you're talk so 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 the disease What's, of addiction so just two
1: thousand seventeen I probably had like seven, eight years clean. No, you had probably like nine, nine yeah. I got clean 2008. Eight. So yeah. like nine, right. years clean. Right. Right. nine years clean. And at that
0: point, we were even doing business. Yeah. Because I had my yeah, smoke I shops. Remember. Remember you're like, that. yo, you want to come to my rehabs? Because I know that I see you going. I used to get a yeah, big yeah, luggage bag yeah. and fill it with vapes and take it mm-hmm. to treatment centers. Yeah. And it was so ironic, bro. I would go up in there <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, look at these guys. I'd be high. <laughs> I'd be on like, I would be high. I'd put the mm-hmm. visine in and I'd be dressed nice, whatever. No one would be able to tell. Mm -hmm. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. No,
1: no one really told. I just knew because I knew of you. So people would be like, yeah. Plus my eyes
0: are light and it's just like, bro.
1: No one really tell. But I I mean, I remember like there was pictures and days where
0: I look back. I'm like, bro,
1: I look bent. Yeah. Now, if you see. Right. Right. Like when you're on drugs, people just think you look like that. Yeah. And I think that was the thing
0: with my family because it had been so many years and I had gotten so good at masking. Yeah. That I was always like that.
1: Yeah, and you would still show up for everything. I show up for everything. Yeah. My
0: family, even to this day, even then, like, I was always, like, mm-hmm. I'm the biggest family guy that there is, bro. Mm-hmm. I do everything with my family, bro. Yeah. My family is everything to me. And now I got a daughter, my wife, my, my, my fiance, which is the love of my life. Like, if I'm not with my family, I, I don't feel right, bro. Mm-hmm. I really gotten to that point where it's just, like, even vacations, like, I want to be with my family. Like, yeah. I enjoy being with my family. I talk to my dad every of day. Course. My mom is my best friend. Like, I can't live without my family. My yeah. sister... I love her to death. I can't be without them.
1: I remember uh, there was a time where your sister, because me and your sister became yeah. friends like later on. I think I had. Yeah. I think like we knew each other in high school, <laughs> but I think we became friends probably when I had like five, six years. Yeah. Clean and uh i remember this one time she was like can you like, like what do you think about renee yeah. i'm like he's addicted to yeah. perks and she was like there's no messing with it yeah it's like he's <laughs> addicted to perks and she'd be like well like family want to know more i'm like that's there's it, nothing to know yeah she's like families are in denial too. well they want to know like how much he's doing or how bad like if you're physically Enough. dependent on opiates yeah you're in th- you're in the category of physically yeah. dependency yeah. it's not like if you're physically dependent on opiates that's all they could and be. People don't understand. Yeah, bro. they just, just think like, like Whoa well, is it like that for fun? Is it, it's part of a party? Yeah, a part of thing? Is it like a thing that he's gonna? That's like, yeah. dude, if you're a de- dependent on opiates physically, you're gonna probably need professional help. Yeah, it's not like you're just like he's probably tried to come off them and he can't a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And now he's to the point where he's like, This is just part of my medicine regimen yeah. to take. Every day. And he's probably not even seen as getting high. He just takes him to function. It was a mixture of both. Yeah, you know, but it's probably like, well, I take him to function and then I do a little more to exactly. have fun. You know exactly. It's like, you know. To feel that. Yeah, it's like driving. It's like you press the gas yeah. a lot or a little, you know. Yeah. But you're always And in at the that
0: car. point she would like dispatch you to me. Yeah. And then like you would come to my shop or like
1: you would say what's she, up. She would like can you And you, you went look- from
0: like Brian the crackhead? Mm-hmm. to me to like brian the narc because i'm like <laughs> this cat's been clean all these years and he works in treatment i'm like he's gonna fucking know so i would see you and i meet you like at, at like my our friend's house yeah i remember that one time we were playing pool yeah. and then i and bro i was on all kinds of shit at that point i was like, well this was like a few years now we're rewinding a little bit uh-huh. but we're drinking and fucking yeah. blow and the pills were involved and fucking we're having a good old time and then you show up and i was like hey what's up Brian? I was <laughs> just like I'm not looking at him in the eye. Yeah, I remember no. even saying to my friend like you think he knows we're fucked up and he goes, "Of course he knows." Yeah. I'm like, "He don't know. How is he yeah. going to know?" He's like, "Bro, look at us, bro. We don't yeah. mm-hmm. we're 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 partying,
1: dude." Yeah, it's interesting because like people went from being like Oh Brian's whatever. It took it's... people so long to get used
0: to. Well, I think
1: when I had like a year two three people were like oh it's a phase or how long is he really clean even yeah. four years bro
0: there was you were so bad that like bro, there pe- was a like time me.
1: there was a time i had five years clean i was at la fitness and i came out the bathroom and this kid was like and i was like yo what's up you are like, you robbing lockers no i was five years clean <laughs> i know i'm saying yeah. that's what no, he thought he, <laughs> i came out the locker <laughs> room and we like bumped into each other and he was like yo are bro, you breaking okay. into cars or He's something like, are you okay now <laughs> and bro I've been clean 5 years. It's sad. I mean we but laugh about it, but it's like the it last now. time he probably seen me, I was probably like at a party with like 30 perks and like crushing them up on the table, snorting like five at a time yeah, or bro. something.
0: It's a really sad state of affairs. I mean we laugh about it now, yeah. but at the time there was nothing funny about it, bro. Yeah.
1: And even then like when people cuz I I remember like K-Rod would clown me and be like, yeah. "Oh, bro, you really smoking crack." Yeah. Like like laughing at me and shit. And I like, like I love Kevin, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like there was that time where a lot of people were like like I was a circus show.
0: It was. That's what I'm saying. It, t- it turns into that. Yeah. And then and you like just to me, it's like, oh, like this is my life.
1: life. Like, yeah, like I'm not doing this to get views yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Like, no, bro, you know, like, like this, I have a
0: chronic is, drug addiction. Yeah, bro. And I'm like, sick. Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't realize is like, even till today, mm-hmm. people that aren't well versed in addiction, mm-hmm. they say these off colored remarks that they don't understand anything mm-hmm. about it. And you say to them like, he's sick. Mm-hmm. Don't you understand? He's sick. Yeah, and they're like, "What do you mean he's sick?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "He's sick. He's suffering from a disease, yeah. and he doesn't even know yeah. that he had that that he it's that like, that's his diagnosis." Like yeah. it says, like Uzman says in this in in, mm-hmm. in his in all his tapes. I mm-hmm. listen to tapes all the time. He's just like it's a motherfucker going around life being an an undiagnosed addict because mm-hmm. people just looking at you like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. And even you don't know.
2: Yeah,
0: and so you know the disease of addiction just really. Um, it, 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 t- it, it stripped me of everything little by little, mm-hmm. all my positive attributes that I was saying to you earlier. Like I thought to myself that I was ambitious and like, it took that away. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have that hustle in me anymore. I was always hustling for money and business and I did well. And, uh, my career, my charisma or, or, or even my confidence was mm-hmm. like the biggest thing. Like I'd always kind of like. Deem myself to be a confident person. I never had issues with confidence. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, even on the podcast, you hear of people being like, "I never fit in. Mm-hmm. I never had friends. I always felt like I was an outcast. Mm-hmm. I always felt like this, that, and the third. Like I never had those issues, bro. Yeah. Like I was always friends with the cool kids, and I was always in the popular crowd, and I, and I always did well with the girls, mm-hmm. and I was always known. So when it started taking away these things, I was like, bro. It got to a point where it was like I was a shell of myself, bro. Mm-hmm. And I looked at—I used to look at myself in the mirror and just be like, "Like, how did you get to this?" Mm-hmm. And especially when I lost that kid, like I would have dreams or like I could smell the child on my hand and my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, my mom would speak to like people that like were into like psychiatry and psychology and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, he he hears like phantom things and stuff like phantom." Noises and yeah. smells and stuff like that Because it's the same t- There's and no difference yeah. If he if if, he, if his child died Because mm-hmm. he's the father one day And then the next day He never <laughs> sees that child ever again Yeah,
1: yeah So it was like a, a really strong It was a like really difficult death, pill to I'll, swallow I'll hear someone's voice Or I'll see them at the mall right. Or something like that Right you know? It's the same thing And then thing. I'll be like Oh that can't be that right. dead You know um, So that
0: really just crushed me bro
1: What led to you like getting clean
0: so, bro, n- you know, now we're going into like 2018. Mm-hmm. I-, I meet the love of my life, bro. The woman that honestly, like, I don't even know if I would be here or if I'd be clean if it mm-hmm. wasn't for her. And um, does she know you're on drugs? Never, bro. <laughs> never. It's we're so talking funny. about a registered nurse <laughs> no idea. that has a full blown fucking degree in nurse practitioning and everything, bro. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're not even training that kind of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Never And she's a normie bro She don't get down like that She never did She came from a great family Um She had no idea In her eyes It was like You're Like you smoke weed maybe Or you drink mm-hmm. Or like you shoot a hair run Mm-hmm or, or, or coke doesn't count Cause that's partying Yeah That's like in everybody's eyes right hmm And um She never knew bro and, and, and then You know But I was dying inside And I was li- I was slowly dying inside You know 2019 comes around mm-hmm. We're dating for like a year now. And now she gets pregnant, so now I, so now I'm dealing with severe drug addiction. Crip, now it's crippling drug addiction mm-hmm. because it's, it's. I've gone through all my money. I, uh, car wrecks, car wrecks, total, mm-hmm. total cars. Um, a forty thousand dollar a year habit. Mm-hmm. Um, masking it all, lying to everybody, pretending like everything's all gravy. Still dying inside. Still not healed mm-hmm. from what happened with the last relationship in the kid and now she's pregnant mm-hmm. so so now i'm like it, it was like a what do i do and b i gotta fucking stop mind you i caught a charge in 2017 for having like 90
2: mm-hmm.
0: pills on me so now i'm dealing with the court system they're trying to put me in drug court mm-hmm. i gave my lawyer a bunch of money it's one of the best lawyers in fort lauderdale he's like no problem we'll make those trying to charge you with trafficking i was like get the fuck out of here i, I was like get it down. I was like that's not what I'm doing. It's it, it, it's personal use. He's like it's 90 pills. I'm like that's personal use. He's like are you an addict? I was like no. Even though I even though I knew that I was.
1: You knew it. Yeah,
0: okay. I didn't want to say it to him like that cuz I was like embarrassed in front of my attorney to be like yeah, this is a big time attorney. I was like I don't know. These are the stupid things that yeah. that, that you fucking So now I'm dealing with the court system. Now my cars are totaled. Now my girl is pregnant. Now I'm blown I blown through all my money. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to give him the drug court So he's like Oh I'll, I'll make it go away I'm like yeah No shit bro So I paid you all that money I don't mm-hmm. have a fucking I, I don't have a, a, a I don't have a criminal background mm-hmm. He goes All you gotta do Is drug court I go Cool I'm like "What is it? What do I gotta do He goes You can't do no drugs for a year <laughs> I was like What the fuck did you just say He's like Nothing No drinking No nothing He's like That should be easy And they'll erase it It'll it'll be like it never happened They'll, they'll dismiss it you're like, give me the 10 years. I was like, what's the fucking alternative, bro? I'm like, can't you just, can we pay a bunch of money? Where do we fight it? He was like, you want to go to trial? I was like, can't we? He was like, yeah, it's going to cost you like another 50 grand. Mm-hmm. And, if, and the pills were on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I was in a fucking rental and da-da-da-da-da. And it was an illegal search. He's like, we can go to trial, bro. And then what happens if you lose? You're out 50 grand and now you're a felon and you might go to jail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, just give me the drug court then, bro. And, and then that started a whole nother fucking nightmare because I was trying to beat the test. And you've talked about it on the, the podcast color system. You fucking talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. It's the worst. There's very, if you're little, using, it. <laughs> let's, it's let's very, let me, let's clarify that it's the worst. If you're using it's One of the best thing that's ever happened to me for sure. But it's one of the worst things you could ever be involved in is in being drug court and being active addiction, mm-hmm.
1: not ready to stop. hmm.
0: Because the amount of... It's ins- like you're already
1: running a marathon and someone's <laughs> like, okay, now juggle chainsaw." Yeah. And you're like, bro, <laughs> I, c- I could barely yeah. do the marathon, no chainsaw. And you're now like, it's like, oh my God. Bro, the level of anxiety, because, turmoil. Because it's like every week, every other week, it's like you could no, go do week. five years. Every week, bro, they yeah. were like, call the
0: color. So, bro, I'm getting up at seven in the morning. And I'm like, please, God, don't call my color. And they'd be like four or five colors, and you'd be like fucking maroon. And then they would be like, today's colors are blue, orange, black, brown, maroon. And you'd be like, fuck, fuck. Now you got to run to the GNC store, get the fucking tea that doesn't even work all the time, chug that shit, chug the water, go out to fucking the probation office, which sucks. And it was just fucking hell, bro. So finally got to a point where I tried to beat it. The, I was fucking around with the judge. The judge was real nice, real lenient. And he was like, well, if next time you come in, if you don't have any sort of clean, like, if you're not good, mm-hmm. I'm putting you in detox. I'm like, mind you, nobody knows about my drug addiction to this extent. So I'm like, what do you mean, detox? They're like, you're going to go in-house, inpatient, and you can't leave. And I was like, What? So right then and there, it was like the first time I was like, well, I got to stop. I'm going to do. It. I'm gonna stop on my own. And it was fucking miserable, bro. Mm-hmm. It was hell. I was so sick, bro. I was try- bro but I did it, bro. I was, try- I was like getting up in the morning and I was chugging a lot of water. I started working out, <laughs> this, that, and the third. I went through those first five, six days of hell and I was out. I'm like, all right, I'm on the fucking up and mm-hmm. up. I'm stopping. I pissed a couple times. I was good. I went in front of the judge. He was like, I can't believe it. He was dumbfounded. He was like, I can't believe it. He's like, all right, we'll see how this goes. That probably lasted like another month mm-hmm. max. To finally I had another court date and then th- I didn't go and he sent out a bench warrant. So now I got a warrant. My girl's pregnant. All my money's out the fucking drain. I'm not doing anything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a this fucking This is during
1: sh- the pandemic.
0: This is right before the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now all of a sudden, I have the baby shower in March and the fucking pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And that just turns so let me backtrack a little bit. It it had gone from the 30s the Roxy's, mm-hmm. to to white to this white powder, you know, capsules. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. Which till this day I didn't put two and two together that it would be fentanyl. I don't don't ask me why. <laughs>
2: I don't know.
1: I have no explanation you think to give. Just like in denial that you could I don't know what you didn't I did not want thought, to tell yourself it was fentanyl. I don't know fentanyl? what I thought. I'm I, I really don't know what I thought. So you were buying capsules. They were capsules. And they were opiates. And in right. your mind, you were like, they're crushed up Roxy's? No,
0: I don't know what I thought, bro. God, uh, honest to God.
1: And you never bought it powder? They were it always was always in, ca- in capsules. Okay. That's a little more professional. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, I could keep it in my wallet, you know, almost
1: like a high end drug user. <laughs> so, wait, wait. When you started buying these capsules, did you, how did it, wait, did you just go to your same pill dealer and same he was like, I, I just have these now and they're cheaper?
0: Yeah. $5 cheaper. Literally. Not even that much cheaper. No, I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. well. And that shit sucked, bro, Did because it never got you high like how you wanted to or how you remember. Mm-hmm. Plus, my tolerance was through the roof. Um, you so go you through per- them, and that high only. So you led-
1: preferred the pills? Yeah. Yeah. Because- but at that
0: point, it had been so many years, and my tolerance was so high that nothing. You well, know how in the well, tapes and how you've would always. Would you talk- eat them or snort them? No, you snort them in the yeah. bumps.
1: Yeah. So if you. So with fentanyl, they say is like you have to shoot it to really get the effects
0: right well thank god that's another miracle
1: Mm -hmm. from god that it never got to that because i probably would have died yeah i was just telling someone today like i got lunch with somebody and um it's weird being like a drug addict and being clean out because sometimes it seems like another life it seems like a fucking bro i look back on
0: it the level of anxiety and turmoil and chaos in my Mm -hmm. life you know it was just i don't wish it on my worst enemy bro yeah i really don't and, and you put it to me so good when I, when, when I first got clean, bro. And, and, you know, I'll get to that. You said to me something that to this day, three years later, I still never forget. You'd be like, bro, you could have financial problems. You could have marital problems. You could have, uh, a, you know, you could have work problems. You could have relationship problems. Mm-hmm. But there is no problem like a drug problem. Yeah. And that shit hit me so good, bro. Because, dog, I honestly would not fucking wish that shit on my worst Mm -hmm. enemy bro the pandemic hit now i'm fucking you know there's nothing to do i'm in the house my girl's like six seven months pregnant Wow. she's working trauma at the er you know what i mean i'm like i'm not even me anymore bro Mm -hmm. i'm like just a fucking loser at this point bro Mm -hmm. like i'm not making much money if any at all i'm like burning through everything you know, uh, March, the pandemic hits. And now my baby's being, it's coming in May. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to stop. And we always put these deadlines in our head, which to addicts is the mm-hmm. stupidest fucking thing in the world. And I remember begging. I remember praying to God every more, every night. And I'd be like, God, I, you know, I always thought in my head that it would end with me getting pulled over. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my license was revoked, too. And I had a warrant. So I'm like, I'm going to get pulled over and I'm going to go to jail and this is all going to come to an end. And it never happened that way. So I would pray and be like, God, if you just can just get me the, get me out of this hell. Do you
1: want me to get the editors to throw the milk video up here? I don't know, bro.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready for that, bro. Cause it's that, that part of the story is coming and it's just like, I don't know if people are even ready to see me like that, bro. Yeah. Cause it was so sad, bro. And, uh, You know, and and now my baby's born. You know, and and I'm using throughout the labor, Mm. throughout the birth. The hospitals are full blown lockdown.
1: Yeah, when people say that, they always say it real shameful. Like, bro, when I was using, I got high before my baby was born.
0: Before, during, and and I'm like,
1: like (laughs) to me, I'm like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, stop. I would have fucking,
0: I would have fell over on the uh, on the floor. I, but but even through all that, did it feel like in Goodfellas?
1: Huh? Did feel like in Goodfellas? Exactly like that.
0: Or like in Blow, what he's just sitting there and he's just like, you need to fucking... Cu-. It was like, in a way...
1: Yeah, you're just all sweaty and This was at the out. very
0: end of my mm-hmm. using, bro. So I was at like my wit's end, dude. I was just a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. But all the while, somewhat keeping it somewhat together. Mm-hmm. Mind you, no one's allowed in the hospital, so on and so forth. When that, bro, when my daughter came out, it was like, after everything I had been through and like all my drug abuse... And like everything that i had lived with like my ex when like when my daughter came out it was like it was like i couldn't believe it bro i was like i was like shocked i was like i was like all the pain that i like i have lived through and like i mm-hmm. and i had dealt with i'm like it like brought me to this and like in my mind i knew that like god has sent me her to like get me make me better mm-hmm. like get me clean somehow but i just i didn't know how it was gonna happen so you know fast forward like two months you know the baby's born i'm like a fucking raging mess the pandemic is in full swing bro it's the weekend of my birthday july 26 2020 and uh i go out to him and he's like hey i got some new shit and uh I was like, all right, so then just give me that, bro. The shit you give me now sucks. I can't fucking get high. I get fucking. I gotta use it like every 30 minutes, or I feel like shit. He's like, yeah, try this shit. I was like, my 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 cousin brought it from up north, and da da da. It was like a gray powder, and bro. I remember just taking like a bump of that, and then uh. And then I got home. And like that's ve- that, that's about it that I could remember, bro. Because it was days, right? So, that put me into, like, some sort of, like, a fucking coma. Like, not a coma. Let me use my words properly. It put me into, like, a, like a stupor and like a, a daze, Xanax blackout. Like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Xanax blackout from, like, that Friday till that Monday. Wow. It was and all I weekend? missed my
1: birthday. Did you, were you doing more the whole time? So,
0: I think, allegedly, even though I don't remember, at that some point, my mom had caught me doing more. So, I think I might have done a little bit more. But I think that shit really was that strong that it i don't think it it, i had to do that much in order Mm -hmm. for to get to that to that level
1: all that i remember people like opiates last like eight hours you know what i mean but this wasn't just any opiate
0: because once i googled it and i came back to the great death they called it the great death because i didn't even know what it was i was like i was like gray opiate powder that's all i typed Mm into google just to see what would come up yeah and it said and, – and, and the first six entries were, like, great death, great death, great death. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck is this? I clicked one of the articles, and there was, like, responsible for dozens and dozens of deaths in the South, in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, North mm-hmm. Carolina, South Carolina, Florida. And be on the lookout. Be careful. Beware. Do not use. Do not shoot. Let alone – do not use. Let alone shoot. You will die instantly. People are dying. People are dying. People are in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, 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 so, in the description, it said that it was a mixture of, like, cart fentanyl, mm-hmm. which is, like, 10, 100 times more powerful mm-hmm. than fentanyl, fentanyl. Um, and something like U477 Synthetic. That that was the actual name of it from China.
1: Miss uh, Ms. Miss Dean's son right. died from, like, a synthetic Xanax. That, bro, right. it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, these people should be murdered. Like, mm-hmm. there's a company. I Googled the company. And bro, they're they're selling this stuff online. Right. They sell it as a supplement. Right. You can Google the company, and you can go buy it right now. Right. And like, it's like it's crazy these it's loopholes with like the internet, bro. Synthetic. It's like the shit that comes from China, bro. Back just... in my day, we had crack. Yeah. All right. And they sold it on the corner. It's
0: like, fuck! I missed the good days of heroin, bro. Damn. Yeah.
1: yeah it's crazy.
0: And uh, I was just dumb. You know what
1: bothers me is the, the racketeering. So like a racket is when you have right. when you front like something's good, right? And it's not. It's like bro, when you're selling crack, it's like you're selling crack. Yeah. I I hate the like the oh, this is going to help you and it's right. fucking heroin or like some little kid is going to buy it. Like it's bro, crazy. there's forums online where it's like young kids like, "Oh, I did a little bit of this shit and it's fucking super fire. You could buy it right here." And it's like, "Bro, these people are young." You know? And they don't know any better, bro. And that
0: scares me with my daughter, bro, because it's just like. I much rather the old school days where, like, you could just go to the hood. Like, granted, you run into all the fucking Mm -hmm. fears and and, and the dangers of going in the hood,
1: but you were getting crack or heroin. Yeah. And very seldomly was it just killing you like that. Yeah, it wasn't like it is today, bro. I know I've had clients who. Bought cocaine, mm-hmm. did a bump in the I was in, in treatment bath, with a yeah.
0: dude and he was like, they pissed him. They tested him and he was like, Yeah, fentanyl. He had like nine drugs in him, but one of them was fentanyl. He's like, I don't do opiates. Mm-hmm. I do uppers. Well, have you done coke in the last few days? He's like, Yeah, a lot. He's like, It's in the coke. And yeah. he couldn't believe it. Yeah,
1: and Even you, when you got drug tested, you're like, Fentanyl? Oh, yeah,
0: they were like, Oh, you're, you're positive for fentanyl. I was like, What? I was like, Does that change anything? Am I allowed to stay here? <laughs> they're going to kick me out. And yeah, and they're like, No, you're fine. Everyone has fentanyl in their system in here. I was like, what? He's like, it's in every drug. It's in every Xanax. It's in yeah. every Molly. It's in every, yeah. it's in all Coke. It's in crystal meth. It's in every drug.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I just woke up on that Monday, bro. And all I remember was, so I, So I came to and I, I get in a fight with my dad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like my, my girl and my mom break it up and I get a gash on my head. I'm like a raging mess. At that point, I'd been in this stupor for like 48 hours, but they didn't want to call the cops because they knew I had a warrant. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want me to go to jail, so on and so forth. But my sister was like, fuck that.
1: Get him to jail. He's uh, he's still yeah. aggressive. It's been four days. That's Your sister called me and was like, what yeah. should I do? Da, da, da. And they were all confused on what to do. And as soon as yeah, they told me I you remember. had a warrant, I yeah. was like, perfect. That's the easiest thing. You just call the cops and he goes to jail. All
0: I remember, bro, was that I came to again that second time. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing about it, Brian, was that if they had came 30 minutes ago, they would have Baker acted me and took me to pr- to jail or to the hospital and then to jail. Mm-hmm. But some odd shit happened to where like, it was like this, I, I attribute this to God mm-hmm. where it was like this lightning strike that like opened my eyes and the minute that I opened my eyes, my life would never be the same again mm-hmm. because like I was back to, even though I was Fucking still high and all the other shit, but I was lucid. And then I woke up and I see this huge cop. I, when I tell you this guy was like six, seven, black dude, mm-hmm. and he had the mask like the cops used to wear from here to here, mm-hmm. and he was holding onto his vest. Mm-hmm. And then I look over and this is in the middle of the George Floyd fucking things in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then there's paramedics. So the paramedics was like, hey, bud. And I was like, and I like sit up in the bed and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why, why, why am I on my mom's? What day? What? How many days? What, what time? I'm thinking it's still like Friday evening or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? But something happened to where I knew what, it, what, what time it was. And he mm-hmm. was like, do you know what day it is? And I was like, Monday. Because I think I heard it like in my days. Mm-hmm. And then I, he was like, what's your name? I was like, Renee. He's like, who's the president? And I was like, Trump. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, Ask me a few more things. And he's like, I, we legally can't take him. Mm-hmm. That's the law. If you refuse help. And you can answer back to their questions. They can't take you. So then they're like, we, we got to go. We see this like 95 times a day. We got to go. We're wasting time. It's the mm-hmm. middle of pandemic. There's riots going on. Like there's crazy shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. And then the cop and my mom goes, he's got all these drugs. Look. And she's holding them. And cops deal with this every day. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, just don't. It's not on this person. Just stuff that we can do. And then my mom's had my back all my years. Would never fucking rat. Would never do nothing. She screams from across the room. I'll never forget. He's got a warrant with the, like, with her fucking broken yeah. English, bro. And I looked at my mom, and I was like, <gasps> and the cop, And I was like, oh, that's it, bro. I was like, there, there's no fucking around with this. I'm like, let me just get up and put and turn my hand and, and mm-hmm. turn around. Am I? And so the cop was like, give me your ID. Give me my ID. I'm moving real slow because I'm thinking he's going to beat my ass any minute now. He looks up my thing. He calls into the radio. He's like, all right, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to go home. And he's like, all right, so go home, get your shit and get the fuck out. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he's like, uh, I was like, I I thought he was fucking with me because I thought he was going to take me to jail or, or mm-hmm. beat my, I thought he was like doing something to beat my ass. And I'm like, bro, before I know it, this guy's going to put me through the wall in my mom's condo. And I was like, I don't want that. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to comply. And he was like, no, put your shirt on. And I was like, bro, I'm going to grab my shirts right there. Like, am I good to get up? <laughs> he's like, yeah, put it on. And then let me go, bro and because of the fact that it was the middle of the pandemic they weren't taking you to jail or people even with warrants that mm-hmm. weren't like violent and shit like that mm-hmm. and bro like i said to you before dude that like that 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 was
1: the when she when your sister called me to tell me that yeah. i was like oh shit i can't so, believe it so now he's back at house pissed <laughs> and he's back at the house pissed off that you guys snitched on him
2: trying to find the rest of my
0: drugs yeah, so then
1: i was like oh wow this is really this bad this is getting bad
0: And uh, at that point, though, I was done, bro. Mm -hmm. I was literally done. My baby's in there crying. My wife, my girl is in there hysterical. My mom's in there hysterical. My dad's screaming at my girl, leave this fucking loser. Look at him. How could you be with somebody like this? Get the baby and go. Da-da-da-da. Your dad's saying that. Yeah. yeah. How did uh, that feel? It was bone crushing, bro. It was the worst thing that could ever happen to me, bro. It was the worst my worst nightmare, my worst nightmare had finally came true, bro. Mm-hmm. Like all the, di- all the years, all the bullshit, all the times of using and all the mm-hmm. partying and all the shit, like it, the finally, like it was either like, like it was time, bro, to like either put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. And, um, nah, everybody knew what time it was, bro. And how severe my addiction had actually gotten.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, bro, my sister started making phone calls, bro. And. At the time, I don't even think I had insurance. I doubt if I did. Mm -hmm. And like a day or two later, she's like, "Um, I got you into a treatment center. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to talk about this specifically for people that listen and that Mm -hmm. are out there. Because like we as addicts have this fear of like treatment that is like the greatest fear of them all. Yeah. Because I think it's coupled with the fact that, like, you're admitting failure, you're admitting your surrender, you're admitting Mm -hmm. you got your ass beat, and it's the fear of unknown. Mm -hmm. So when she told me that, I was like, I just have a tumor. And then here comes the litany of different reasons and excuses as to why you can't go. Mm -hmm. My cats, Mm -hmm. my dogs, my bird, who's going to feed my bird? What about... The land The Christmas, the-, Christmas mm-hmm. the-, the the lawn people Were gonna be here On Thursday and It's just like The most asinine things And it's just The disease Playing tricks on you Right mm-hmm. And um, But not me really bro I was like I was so defeated mm-hmm. And I was so I got my ass beat so bad And like You know I always prided myself On like getting up At like mm-hmm. the, at, the at, at, at like the 10 count But like Not this time bro Like not this time And this time I was like I was like, I lost, bro. I was like, I need to do, I got to get something. I'm like, this is my ticket. Mm -hmm. And so, bro, I took it with, like, open arms, bro. I remember you even used to see me when I was in treatment. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy and grateful, bro. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that, like, you had done this for me, bro. And, like, I couldn't believe that, like, somebody had, like, reached out and, like, and gifted me this, bro. Mm -hmm. I I felt like a sense of like debt, like indebted. I was like, bro, I'm coming here for free. I was like, I don't want to drink the Gatorades. I was like, and and all the kids were in there with their insurances and they're like eating 19 ice creams a day and detox and all this candy and like fucking 40 Hot Pockets. And I was like, I was like, bro, I'm good with like one little meal in the morning. I was like, I'm not going to drink the Cokes or nothing. I was like, I'm just going to mind my business, bro. Mm -hmm. And so then began my journey of treatment, bro. And it was probably the, the top five best things that's ever happened to me mm-hmm. in my life bro for people that are struggling with addiction bro if you ever get a lifeline to go to treatment i beg the god that you go because there are no words to describe what it can do for you mm-hmm. the difference between going to treatment and shutting yourself out from the world for 40 days and having somebody structure your life and help you with the severe mm-hmm. s- illness that you have as opposed to saying, well, I'm just going to do it on my own and maybe I'll go to meetings, even though that mm-hmm. does help. And there are stories of people that do that and God bless them because mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck. Nothing could fucking come close to a treatment, bro. Yeah. The things that I learned in there, bro, the the, the experiences, bro, I'll never forget. One of the days we were at the treatment center and we were that we had like had a guest speaker. So we were there. It mm-hmm. was like nine or ten o'clock at night and, we're, and the vans were there. We were loading up one of the kids got into the van and he played and, and he turned the radio on mm-hmm. and it was Nelly country grammar. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. There was a group of like 30 of them. And I was like, kind of like towards the back mm-hmm. and, uh, Louie, Louis love, mm-hmm. Lo- uh, yeah. love. One of the, one of the realest G's that there is. Mm-hmm. I was standing next to him. So now they're all like hanging off the van and, 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 uh, they're in the parking lot, and everybody is jamming, having, mm-hmm. and then and then Nelly's like, "I'm going down, down, baby, your street ain't a ring. And then he was like, "Who said pretty boys can't be wild players, wild players, okay, corral players, nah. dog." The whole parking lot was just mm-hmm. lit, and everybody was having. And then and then Louis looked at me and he was like, "You see that, bro?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Look at that, bro." I was like, "It's a that's like 30 addicts." That are having the time of their life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That are clean. That yeah. are enjoying life. I go, this is what recovery is, bro. Mm-hmm. This is what life can be like. You don't need that shit. You can be without it. You can live without it. You can be happy. Mm-hmm. I was like, look at, look at how beautiful that is, bro. And that was something that just like never left me, dude. Yeah. And, you know, I had so many stories, dude. It's the middle of the pandemic. I'm in there with cats from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of these cats, you know, I'm blessed in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a father. I grew up with a mother. I grew up, I can cook. Mm-hmm. I can cook anything. Yeah. I can, I, I know how to, like, read. I can write. Yeah. Uh, things that you take for granted, bro. Yeah, yeah. This one kid, black kid from St. Louis, we're always in the pool. He never comes in the pool. I was like, why don't you ever come in the pool, dog? I'm like, don't you have a good time? He goes, no, nah, I just don't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't know how to swim? He's like, no, nah, I never learned how to swim.
1: And I was a lot like, of times, the first time I've ever been on a plane. There was three people
0: that had never been on the plane from Paducah, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Never been to the beach. Never saw the waves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Forget about. It. There was like two or three of them that didn't know how to swim. But this kid was like, I don't know. It's like nobody ever taught me how to swim.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, bro, I would teach you how to swim.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they, we we would do like mm-hmm. our groceries. Mm-hmm. And then they would fill out like Pop-Tarts, cereal, Mountain Dew, and they would be. And I'd be like, bro, you're not getting food till next week, bro. I go, you're going to starve. <laughs> they would get like three frozen pizzas and Pop-Tarts with cereal, bro. And it was to the point where I was like, dog, let me order. Let me do it for you and mm-hmm. we'll pull the food and I'll cook it for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? Like you got to get some nutrients in you, bro. I'm like, this yeah. has to do with addiction as well. At least I know that much. Yeah. Bro, i never forget. <laughs> we get a steak one time. This is a funny story. So mm-hmm. I had, you know, my country is a lot of in Chile. There's a lot of steak eating and, and a lot of meat. There's mm-hmm. a lot of meat in the diet. So, ever since I was a kid, I could eat raw steak. I wouldn't eat the whole thing, but I could eat a couple pieces, especially with salt and, like, lemon. Yeah. To this day, I still love it. People look at me like I'm fucking insane. Uh-huh. And then when I eat my steak, I do eat it rare. Yeah. So, I also, when I was messing with the kids. You know, there's no phones in there, yeah, bro. So, you're, just, so you're just going old school, bro. You're just talking to people. You're hanging out with people. You're getting mm-hmm. to know people. You're not sitting on your phone all day. So, I'm like, bro, I'm like, what would you give me if I ate, like, two big bites of that steak raw? they were like no way no way you're a psychopath you would never do that no one will <laughs> ever do that bro i ate the steak dude they you would have thought that they had seen like the second <laughs> coming of jesus bro <laughs> they all backed up and were like i can't believe you just did that bro <laughs> you're disgusting and um bro treatment was just it, it was <laughs> one of the most beautiful things bro yeah, you
1: have a lot of like childhood fun it's almost like yeah you go to summer camp as an adult yeah. that you've never been to bro and some people are so bitter and angry it's and the like, disease bro yeah you're just like go, i believe yeah. it's the disease for sure
0: you've always spoken about and you always taught me from the beginning that like to, to separate the two bro like mm-hmm. there's the disease the addict man
2: mm-hmm.
0: like my boy mike yeah shout out Mikey Yav, yeah, one of the mm-hmm. greatest people i ever met and then there's the person
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like it, there's a difference bro mm-hmm. like there's not that person it's not you yeah it, and it's a motherfucker because like it really does talk to you in your own voice
1: yeah and like that's like the turning point for me because when i got clean my biggest issue was like i wanted to use but i wanted to stay clean mm-hmm. so it's like like i was always should i use right whatever and yeah. when someone said the part of you that wants to use isn't you mm-hmm. that's the disease like that really hit me someone told me like bro brian wants you know, to be successful, to go to school, to have a good relationship with his family, right. you have dreams and you have yeah. goals. You know that makes
0: perfect sense. And it's like,
1: you know, that's not happening on drugs. Yeah. You know that yeah. crack, opiates, yeah. even use like drinking. You already know yeah. you probably should never drink or smoke weed again. Like, you know that yeah. those things aren't happening if you're using yeah. So the part of you that wants to use it's not you. It's the disease yeah. because why would I you want to believe it? Why would you want to do something that's Les only brown robbed has a you? bit about that?
0: Yeah, of course. that's brown has a bit He's like It can't be that cracks feel so good. Mm-hmm. It can't be that Coke feels so good as in there's got to be something else to it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I found that distinction relatively quick. And I truly believe that like the gift of desperation, because I really believe it was like time to put up. I was already 33 years old. Mm-hmm. I blown through all my businesses, all my money, I was, like, starting from scratch, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I had a great career that I'm still in now by the grace of God mm-hmm. that I had blown away, that I seen friends of mine that I brought into the business skyrocket mm-hmm. and become base millionaires. And um, And I was none of that, bro. But I had so much love and gratitude in my heart for God having plucked me out of that machine with mm-hmm. his claw. You know, with that famous saying that God has a tendency of, you know, uh, grabbing a nobody in front of everybody without asking anybody and making him a somebody. Mm-hmm. And like I truly felt that, bro. And um, and, and then, dog, by, by the grace of God, my my fiance gave me like an, a, a, my last chance, mm-hmm. in essence. Um, she knew that like I, that 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 wasn't me. That I was sick for many years, and that like I just didn't find, I just couldn't find a way out, cause like. Even with like the thing with prison, or even the thing with like what happened with my with, with my ex, and it, it, like I had overcome in so many other ways, but this was the one thing that like I really mm-hmm. even my therapist said to me like this is the one thing that you couldn't figure out how to how to beat mm-hmm. on your own, and you tried so many different things in so many different ways and nothing could do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I got professional help. Yeah. That they told that 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 it was that, my sponsor that, would
1: always say, like, bro, it's like you're gonna fight Mike Tyson, yeah. And you think that's the that best analogy, you bro. think that, like, just this time will be different, yeah. That if you just punch hard yeah. enough, you're gonna knock him
0: out, and there's no punching hard enough that's but, ever gonna knock him out, or be
1: mad enough. Like, if someone yeah. was like, yo, Mike Tyson's about to kill your whole family, you yeah. have to knock him out, it don't matter what the no, there's n- no, no thing at the end no. of that w- w- will give you the ability to beat no. Mike Tyson, other than. Training every single day with someone who's a professional yeah. and really learning the technique because from active addiction, I used to think that like I was weak. So I used to always pray for strength. Like I got to be stronger. One I got to be the stronger. Therapist said that to me. But there is somebody right now who's 110 pounds, mm-hmm. who knows how to box, who's not 1% as strong as me that yeah. will knock me out because he might not have the power, yeah. but he has timing. Yeah. And it's like sometimes a good timed punch yeah. is better than a powerful yeah. untimed Same punch. That's a famous
0: saying. Let's hear speed it. I don't know speed is <laughs> uh, power or something oh, I gotta yeah. look it up but it's
1: like even like power means position or something like that even with like yeah it's like even with boxing it's like i always would think that like your power is like in your hands. Like yeah. you got to throw a good it's punch, not. but it's in your, hips, in your hips and your feet. So it's like, legs. to me, it's like, That's why Mike if, was so if you don't know, yeah, you see him explode yeah. with his legs. Yeah. And it's like, if, it's fascinating to, to learn that like, oh, the punch comes from your legs. Like, how does that even make sense? But then when you see it, you're like, oh shit. So it's like, when I was using, I was trying to do all these things, thinking that the power was in not stopping. And like, right. Uh, you
0: made that great analogy one time with the cars.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the, the braking. best analogy. Yeah, yeah the braking.
0: That it wasn't the McLaren. <clears throat> wasn't that it was so much
1: faster than the other cars. It, could break. it was
0: that the brakes work so well. Yeah, like
1: a lot of times people don't realize, like, what makes a car so fast is how good it could break right. because even though it's slower than the other cars, right. the fact that it could break, it could right. hit that turn at 100 miles an hour right. and then come to a better and stop. And the other cars and, can't. And the other cars, even though they'll beat you in a straight line, yeah. if you could brake harder in that corner, That's a you great beat analogy, everybody. bro. And my whole life, like, I just thought that, like, because I had so much power and gas right. that I was going to be able to do it. And it's the surrender piece.
0: You know, I had yeah. this guy in the tree in detox that was like, look, bro, like this whole Latin pride mm-hmm. bravado that I still remember clear as day, bro. Mm-hmm. Ben, shout out, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben uh, Rabbi Harrison, I believe his name okay. is from 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 Rivera Beach. Mm-hmm he's uh, a gay dude. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really knowledgeable yeah, guy, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was trying. I was yeah. like, you got a sponsor? He's <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, my sponsor. I was like, your sponsor got a sponsor? He mm-hmm. goes, yeah. He goes, you go to meetings, which is a whole nother thing I can yeah. talk about. And he was like, all this uh, Latin pride of like being mm-hmm. able to do this on your own and like not asking for help and like saying, no, mm-hmm. I'm all right. I'm all right. He's like, that shit is going to kill you, bro. I go, you better find a way to put that shit aside and look to your right and look to your left and ask somebody for help. Or this shit will kill you Mm -hmm. because you're going to leave your daughter behind because you're fucking too prideful to ask for help. Mm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks, bro. And I was like, you're right, bro. And then, you know, I started to learn that in humility and in asking people for help is the strength. Mm -hmm. It It takes a powerful person sometimes to ask for help or sometimes to admit defeat.
2: And but it's like we do it and everything else, bro.
1: It's like right. if you want to like learn how to work out, you ask someone who works out. Right. If you want to like, learn about cars, Why you take a car to my mechanic. Why not addiction? But like, with addiction, you're like, oh, no. Everyone's yeah. like, I got this. Yeah. No, I got it. And
0: not people, like, let
1: me ask the guy who's been yeah. on heroin for 20 years and is now clean 20 and
0: years. If it, and, and if all the times people used to ask me, like, are you all right? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm all right. If I could have just said, like, no, I'm not all right. <laughs> and there's like the, you know, there's like this famous Ed Reed. I know you don't watch sports, but like he's a, he's a Hall of Fame football player for the Canes. And then he went to play for the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's got a famous bit that he was just like, you know, so and so asked me if I'm alright. It's like, no, I'm not alright. And then so, you know, but you, but but but, and you're in addiction. That, that thought never crosses your mind. Yeah. Asking somebody for help, like sometimes, never really crosses your mind. Mm-hmm. The simple act of saying I to a family member or a close friend, like, bro, I'm in severe addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, I really need help. Like, never crosses your mind. Yeah, well, you got to keep that mask on. And such a motherfucker, on. bro. You got to keep that mask on, bro. And it just and it wore me out, bro. It mm-hmm.
1: really just... It, so a lot of my friends that have died, like, uh, dude, M- March, one of my closest childhood friends died. Uh, one of my closest childhood friends, uh, t- Tony Klingers, died. Like, a lot of my I friends... I remember Tony, that, bro. That, um, he was a pe- legend. Yeah. People that I grew up with that, um, you know, we used together and all this stuff. Like, a lot of them just didn't think, like, the 12 steps were cool. They weren't into it. And you also don't it. think
0: it'll ever happen to you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that, that's not just with drug addiction. That's just people in general. Oh, for sure. You never really think that it's going to happen to you. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought that I would end up the way that I did, like in my mom's bed with cops all around me in the mm-hmm. middle of a pandemic with a two month old. Like, that's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. Like on the on, on, on death's door, mm-hmm. you know, and I truly believe that addicts like being that like, you know, when you face the devil, like face to face and like you're at that gutter point. Like, I, I, that's why I believe sometimes that, like, so many addicts are such beautiful people. I mean, there's people of all kinds in every mm-hmm. single facet. But addicts, um, you know, I, I come to find out that are, are, are honestly some of the most beautiful people. I, I, I can honestly say mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of um, impressive people. Mm-hmm. I've been around. A, I, I've had the fortune and the blessing to be around a lot of very successful people, a lot of rich people, a lot of people that have done very monumental things with their life and business mm-hmm. and wherever else. But never like how in in, in addiction, bro. Because Mm -hmm. the level of humility, intelligence. And I also believe that people's emotional intelligence in addiction is extremely high. Not Mm -hmm. everyone. But I've come across a lot of people that are like that. Mm -hmm. So then I got introduced to like NA. And I was like, bro, you would have thought that that was like a death sentence. I was like, bro, I never want to do
1: that shit. Go to these meetings.
0: You know, I come from that old school background. Like, I'm not going to be in this room full of losers and people Mm -hmm. that are fucking in there that are fucking drug addicts and this that and the third bro and i'll never forget i ended up going bro and it was like some of the coolest mm-hmm. people i've ever met in my life bro and it was people that like it was all people like me dude like that like you when you're in a classroom and you got the one or like one or two kids that are always disrupting the <laughs> class and they're throwing pencils yeah. at the ceiling it's just a big room of those people yeah but those people that doesn't mean that those people are bad stupid yeah. or indifferent mm-hmm. they just deal with things in a different way and I've met some of the most successful people, some of the most genuine people. Mm-hmm. I remember I met Ryan Nowak, and he was just like, Oh, me and you, bro, Where are you, you coming with me, bro? I'm picking you up, and, and we're coming to meetings together, and this, that, and the third. And I was like, Bro, I don't even know who you
2: are. Yeah.
0: And he's like, I'm coming to wherever you're at, I'm picking you up, and mm-hmm. we're going to meetings. And he started bringing me to meetings, and I was yeah. like, what the, what the fuck is this? I'm not used to this kind of mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? And it was just like a lot of unconditional love. Bro, it was Mm -hmm. such because it's so much understanding, bro. Like, I don't gotta know you on a personal level to know you. I know you. I know what you're thinking, Mm -hmm. bro. You're a month clean. I was a month clean. I know how you feel. Mm -hmm. I know what your thoughts are like right now, bro. I know what your anxiety is like. I know the fear you have. Mm -hmm. I know because I've been there and I know that you're so fearful of like what's to come and what is this person going to think and how am I going to still come to these meetings and how am I going to make it work? Where's the money going to come for the rent? And, oh, I got a, I got a kid, so how am I going to feed that kid? You're full of fear and anxiety and I know how you feel. So I'll be there for you, bro, until you can get, you, you can do it for the next person mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. And, it was, um, and it's a beautiful thing, you know, that, 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 that is in NA, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, I could say that the last three years, bro, like it's just, you know, the way that I how much has brought my family closer dude. like the relationships that I have Mm -hmm. in my life, the relationship I have with my daughter. You know what I mean? Like I'm in her life every day. I'm the most constant thing in Mm -hmm. her life, along with her mother. But like I drop her to school. I sometimes I pick her up. You know, I do everything and some, like any minute that I get that I have mm-hmm. free, I'm with her. I want to be with her. I enjoy being with her. My kid is like the fu- sh- sh- She's like a larger than life. If mm-hmm. you ever get to see my kid like online or whatever, she she's a very spe- She's special in my, in my eyes and in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and I just I have, uh, you know, I, I have this appreciation for life, you know, on, on such a grand scale there's a there's a there's a dude in my office shout out scott he told me to shout him out and he he comes from fucking new york and Mm -hmm. he was bad for a long time too and he's just a happy guy bro he's like people don't understand bro Mm -hmm. people don't understand like we live in like like we live in our dream bro like we used to wish about days like this Mm -hmm. we used to dream he just bought this bomb ass house he's got a beautiful wife and these beautiful kids and he's extremely successful and he's like he's like fuck all that bro he's like my the best thing in my life is that i'm clean is that mm-hmm. i don't have to deal with that shit it's like i don't wish that on every on anybody cuz it's just such a horrible way to live mm-hmm. and um you know i i i am just content with my life bro like you know and shout out to you bro i really I appreciate that wanted to come out i i i i'm glad that i thought about it just now bro cuz i wanted to like you know reserve like a minute or two cuz i've seen every single episode on hell as an exit because like i remember you pitched it to me when we mm-hmm. first started and i was just like yeah fuck yeah bro there's nothing else like that and you know this time the third and and, and and to me it really is good because it's yeah, entertaining I
1: think, I think i started it right when you got out of treatment yeah
0: it must have been yeah it was right after 2020 mm-hmm. and um so you've had a lot of your friends on here and you've mm-hmm. had a lot of acquaintances and you've had a lot of people that you know that that that, that know you but like I, I i haven't heard a lot of people really say like who it is that you actually are and like what you actually do for people bro but like for people that are out there because i know you got a lot of people that like reach out to you that mm-hmm. like are in different states or in different places that don't know you on that level yeah. bro and like i can honestly say bro thank you from the bottom of my heart bro and i know that i speak for the dozens of people or hundreds yeah. of people at this point that you've personally helped and that you've helped change and transform their life for the better bro and um there's no words.
1: I appreciate that.
0: For uh for what you do. Even my mom to this day. She's <laughs> like, You can't do no wrong. And my mom's like, oh Brian, oh, well Brian's doing this now. And Brian's doing the <laughs> <laughs> he's not in treatment no more. And uh-huh. he's got a new job in Denver. She's like, oh, I don't matter, Papito. Brian, <laughs> Brian's good with me forever. He can well, he can he, you know what I mean? And um you've helped a lot of people on bro in this area. And um a lot of people look up to you, bro, and it's a uh, I think it's, like, a really fucking cool thing that uh, that you've done that for a lot of mm-hmm. people, bro. Because, like, even you said that. in your speeches, you said, you know, it takes it's a special motherfucker to just run out of the burning building. Anybody can run out of the burning building, but it takes a special motherfucker to go back
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, and, and, and bring the people, the rest of the people that are on fire mm-hmm. out. And and I think that that's, a, uh, that that's what you've done, bro, and a lot of I people mean, don't know that about you, bro. I appreciate
1: that. Thank you. And, like, for me, it's like... um. Man, when I got clean, it made so much sense to me that it was just like watching people use just frustrates me because to me, it's like, yeah. it frustrates me too. It's now, like, bro. it's like, bro, you it's have to live like you that. can have it all. Yeah. You can have your cake and you're eat running it running with
0: this fucking, the, you're running this marathon and you got this parachute on mm-hmm. you, bro. And that's how I felt all those years.
1: Yeah. People, you and know it's like
0: a helpless feeling though, bro. I
1: always tell people it's like, you know, it's like, bro, if I put a fucking rock in your shoe, mm-hmm. You're going to be like, fuck, bro, this rock sucks. But after 10 years, I'll be like, yeah, we're going to take the rock away. And You're like, no, bro, no, bro. it's my rock. bro. I, I love this rock.
0: I wouldn't even know how to walk without it. And it's it.
1: like, sometimes it's like, bro, it's like, I've done so many things in my life. And even now, like, this is still like my favorite thing to do. Right. Like the stuff that I do, like outside of like mental health and recovery, it's fun, but it's not fulfilling. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've done like a lot of fulfilling things. Right. And like when you dedicate your life to doing stuff like that, other things just seem so trivial. Right. And it doesn't, it's not.
0: Because it's such a monumental thing, bro. It's different, bro. It's like uh, when I see people that are extremely successful and that have gotten mm -hmm. clean and stuff like that, it's like, and they tell you every time. like, that's my greatest achievement. Oh, for sure. Like, hey, bro, you're worth $500 million and you have buildings that have your name on it. It's just like, that don't mean nothing to me, bro. Yeah. The hardest thing I ever had to do was repair the relationships in my life and get mm-hmm. clean For sure. and figure out why I was the way that I was. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel extremely blessed,
1: bro. I appreciate you. So, like, my whole thing is, like, trying to get more people clean. I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, so, a few on your radar I know that yeah, you Yeah, bro. So like, what, so, like, someone's like, I really do see it like, um, like opening up Pokemon cards. Like, I really see yeah. it as, like, like one like a challenge and like a so, surprise well the, to me it's like you know someone who's using yeah and like i need to i need to get them clean yeah. and not like in like a like in a more of attraction rather than approach yeah. pr- promotion way right but um to me it's like i really want to get someone clean that like surpasses everything i've ever done yeah you know like my yeah. goal in life is yeah. to get someone clean i think it's like,
0: gonna happen for sure bro
1: and I I, mean, i've sponsored some kids that are rock stars so mm-hmm. like you know shout out to like mason and dean but like i've sponsored <laughs> these two kids <laughs> they're 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 seeds oh bro it's like when you get even like even ryan Owak. yeah bro ryan Owak is best, over bro. here like you know taking the meetings all stuff. That cat. dude when i used to do step work with him it was so off the yeah, chain I bro remember. he was so fucking crazy yeah and he would just look up from me on the paper like is this okay? Like, yeah he was just he's still like, she's yeah, still that still crazy. Like that. And it's like um man, it's like uh some people like restore cars. Yeah. And like there's a lot of pride in restoring a car because yeah. it's like you see what it came in as but imagine, but you also you restore a person. But you, but you see the potential. Right. So it's like a lot of times people be like, oh, it's a junk car. But like yeah. if you know how to restore a car, to you you're like, oh no, this could be this sick, like this has yeah the potential the to be, the car to be ever. yeah this is actually what yeah. I'm looking for yeah so for me it's like I really do see myself as like someone who is gifted at like restoring people that everybody else is like nah throw em away throw away is trash. Yeah. Like, me, it's trash to me it's now. like oh dude I'm and that's you taught looking me
0: you'd be for. like bro sometimes we would see like homeless people and be like bro that guy in 15 years could be doing a heart transplant mm-hmm. I've seen and it. I've seen it yeah shout out Rick Goose yeah. One of the fucking wildest motherfuckers yeah. ever that was, in, that was a counselor at the treatment. Yeah. This guy was shooting dope for fucking 30 years. He's got marks all over his entire mm-hmm. body. And he became an attorney yeah. when I was in treatment. treatment yeah. He got sworn in mm-hmm. 17 years after he got clean. It took yeah. him 17 years.
1: Even my boy, Corey Lewis. I remember my boy, Corey, Corey Lewis, when he got uh, his bachelor's degree. Bro, my boy, Corey's been going to school for like 12 years.
0: Yeah. It's like Eric, like an E.T. Yeah, Eric bro. And Thomas. it's like,
1: dude, he was taking a couple classes. Little by little. And it's like, just like addiction chips away yeah. at people. Like, so does recovery, bro. Yeah. Like, it chips away and it chips away yeah. and it chips away and it chips away. Before you know it, you have, like, this masterpiece.
0: It really is, bro. And um, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, bro. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't want to say, like, survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. But it's almost just like, bro, like, I could have died mm-hmm. just like all those other people. And for some reason, I didn't, bro. And then you start to think. Sometimes you get in that trap. You go in that rabbit hole and It's just like, bro, mm-hmm. I could have, le- I could have died when my daughter was two months old. She would have never known me. Yeah, I would have never been able to walk her down the aisle. I'd have never been to any of her graduations. Mm-hmm. She would have been raised by another man. And why?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because I didn't want to get, because I wanted to get high, and I couldn't ask for help. And, it, and you know, and it was just such a motherfucker, bro. We think we got control of this thing, and we really don't. And I just wish that. Every time we say our prayers at meetings and stuff like that, that, like, we reach somebody that is, mm-hmm. you know, out there that's struggling because there's so many people, bro. Yeah. And um and I just wish it just wasn't like that, bro. But I mean, in America, we just have this insatiable appetite <laughs> for drugs, bro. I think that we're like a depressed nation.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, that I that's think what fuels uh, you know, we just addiction. overdo everything. We overdo the cars. We overdo eating. So it's like. But there's
0: gotta be a reason why we're using drugs at this rate, bro. Why? It's deeper.
1: It's like cra- Les Miles says. You think it's deeper?
0: Les Miles says, bro. It's gotta be. You can't be because crack feels so good.
1: It kind of does, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, not really.
0: But it's like. It sounds uh, like I've never done it, but from what yeah, I hear. It doesn't sound fun. doesn't sound so fun, dude. But right. then you see videos and like news articles of hunter biden and that shit yeah, looks fun
1: yeah i yeah. guess when
0: you're hunter biden <laughs> it's fun <laughs> it becomes fun
1: so it's not so much that it's fun it's just like um it really it bites you it does i've you know? heard
0: that about that and thank god but Uncle it's water. like I um yeah bro it's like shit.
1: it's like we overdo cars we overdo eating yeah. and whatever to me to me like why people do drugs is like of no i could care less mm. to me it's like yeah let's just get you off the drugs yeah bro. you know so it's It's like solution-based bro. because as many people as we could get off drugs like now other people see that they can get off drugs and then they become like an asset in society they start helping other people then if you're on drugs you know who to call to get off drugs
0: people call me all the time bro and you know i I always had that attribute from when i was a kid Mm -hmm. from when i from from like i had told you before and um you know, I'm not the best at so many other things, but I feel, I feel, I feel like my strongest suit is people. Yeah. And like knowing people, mm-hmm. and like being able to like see people for who they are, why they do things, what they may do in the future, mm-hmm. why you know what I mean, like so on and so forth. Like I believe that I'm good at people, and um, you know what I mean. People come to me a lot for yeah. different things, and I and I can't say that I have help and lent a helping hand to a mm-hmm. lot of people to a good amount of people i, sh- I should sure. say a lot but mm-hmm. but a good amount a, a decent amount of people that are clean today bro and it's one of the greatest feelings in the world because there's no problem like a drug problem bro for sure yeah hey, i appreciate go. you coming on the show love, i love you
1: very much and uh i'm, I'm excited the best, for this Teddy. to get here hey thank you bro <laughs>